one. We're just trying to change the world here, people. Oh, really? And welcome back to a really radio show. 132, this is going to be the B-side, and this is where it's going to get into the bad stuff. And, well, some of the good stuff. I don't know. It's going to be all Donald Trump all the time. Uh, we're recording Friday, November 11th, 2016. We're going to continue to dismantle Donald Trump's 100-day uh, plan here. So, <clears throat> um, as we were talking in show A about uh, dismantling the DNC, we're now going to figure out what we have to deal with. In uh, late October, Donald Trump released a action plan for what he hopes to accomplish in his first 100 days in office. Uh, NPR reporters went through and and kind of did some some notes as to what they thought. They didn't hit everything, which I, I was uh, kind of saddened by. But I went through and I added some notes of my own. So we'll kind of go through it here. Uh, you, you'll be able to see the show notes out at the website, oreallyradio.com, for 132. And um, basically, I've got, uh, you know, the number of the claim and then the Donald's desire. Can it happen and why? Um, so he's, he's got, first, six measures to clean up the corruption and special interest collusion in Washington, D.C. It sounds, it sounds good. That, that, that's pleasing. And as we've noted before, uh, when, back when we went through what the uh, Republican National Committee's, you know, party platform was they're very good wordsmiths they got that down they've got formatting down it looks pretty it is aesthetically pleasing to the eye you know when you go through um, so it was amendment one yeah mm. yeah here in here in florida you mean florida. yeah yeah amendment one for the sun <laughs> yeah well uh that lost so that's good mm-hmm. uh so barely barely yeah they had it for a uh 51 percent no, it had to be sixty. Yeah, yeah. No, they got fifty-one percent. Right. They because of previous Republican meddling, mm-hmm. you have to have a supermajority of sixty percent for an amendment to pass. Right, because the amendment becomes part of the Florida Constitution. Ugh. Don't get me started on that. Okay. Hmm. So number one, uh, I don't know. Do you guys want to like go kind of round robin here, or shall I just? Uh, Let's let's hammer them out. Just hammer it out? Okay. So, first, propose a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on all members of Congress. What do you think? Yeah, but Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan already said that they're not going to let that occur. This is lip service. It's dead on arrival. (laughs) Uh, Mitch McConnell has already said there are term limits. They're called elections. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, Yeah, that one's stillborn. It's never going to happen. Uh, why do? Yeah, it's like why do we have uh, limits on the president then? <laughs> yeah, because of FDR. But that's yeah, another yeah, yeah that, 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 that's the reason we have limits on the presidency. Yeah. Because FDR uh, was and, elected four times. <laughs> and let's face it, the Senate was supposed to be the the slow moving professionals club of the two houses. Huh. professionals. Got it. Right, not public service be, like we were talking about. Yeah. They were, they were supposed to be experienced politicians so that bills that got brought through would have somebody who had experience in, you know, horse trading <laughs> to make sure that the bill that passed wasn't too strong, wasn't too weak. Serve the interest By the way, of the there, whole. There, yeah, are some, there are some very legitimate reasons why term limits are a horrible idea. Yes, mm-hmm. there are some, some that are, um, first and foremost, I, I think, 
you know, it's actually good to know what you're doing. That's, that's, that's one. That's usually the first one, and I don't think the conversation really needs to continue past that. This is dead yeah. on arrival. It's not going to happen anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. <clears throat> Second, a hiring freeze on all federal employees to reduce federal workforce through attrition. Oh, wait. By the way, all federal employees? Not true. We're going to exempt military, uh, public safety, and public health. We're going to exempt those. Jesus fucking Christ on rubber fucking crutches. This isn't going to happen. So, this is going to be bad for the post office. <laughs> well, no, no. Or, this, this will not happen. No. And here's why. Okay. Uh, you can't put a hiring freeze on, on things like necessary services. Also, I can tell you pretty much every single uh, representative and senator has their own budget for staff. We've been over this. And and they're going to hire the staff they want, and the president's not going to get in the way of that. So well, they would uh, probably somehow manage to shoehorn those into the exempted employees list. FBI has turnover they have to worry about. Well, Same they would thing. they would That's be uh, they'd be office. public safety, you know. Um, no, th- there's there are so many government agencies where you cannot do a freeze that. I'm sorry. No bill that's going to actually enact a freeze is going to happen. That no. that's pie in the sky. I'm just selling saying this to sell it to the base so they freaking vote for me. Right. What NPR had to say was if he wants to hire more immigration and customs enforcement patrol officers, it seems unlikely he'll be able to shrink the federal workforce much through attrition as retirement rates average around 3.5% a year. Uh, there was a there was a line item that you know there were like six hundred thousand employees that were coming up for el- uh, retirement eligibility, but that doesn't mean that they're going to retire. Especially so, in this economy. Yeah, especially you know. Okay, I might you're going to try and get as much pension as they can. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So yeah, probably probably a no, probably a no, unlikely at best. Third, a requirement that. Every new federal regulation, that for every new federal relation, two, <laughs> two existing must be eliminated. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a monopoly rule. Like, you know those <laughs> monopoly home rules that you make up for yourself? That's yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, beyond, <laughs> beyond Boardwalk and Park Place. Yeah, I, yeah, I played a lot of those. Yeah, so I don't, I don't even know how that would, how would that happen. So, because it makes no fucking sense. That's why. Now, now here's the thing, though. NPR uh, gave some some lists that you know. Here's where he might do that. So during the campaign, he said that he wanted to get rid of the Dodd Frank law. Mm-hmm. So he would try to get rid of that, um, and that was the whole banking 2008 thing. You know that yeah. horrible thing that tanked our entire economy. Um, also, would be the so-called. Uh, Volcker rule, which prohibits banks from making risky investments. He'd probably try that. Uh, he also would probably put an end to the Federal Communications Commission's ruling that protects net neutrality. And also there's possible repeal of regulation that makes more workers eligible for overtime pay. Yeah, but he's going to run out of those with there's all the... a lot of little regulations. <laughs> uh, uh- yeah, there's I'll tens of thousands many, of regulations. Does anybody know how many, if there are any, and how many federal regulations come through the Department of Education? 
Mm, uh, no idea. Well, well, we'll get to the, we'll get to the Department of Education because, later. <laughs> because with, with one fell swoop, there's rumors that he just wants to end that department. Then it would be so very easy. It, it would be very easy for him to uh, to meet to that, keep that promise. That promise, yeah. Well, maybe, but uh, I I don't think that's a promise that he himself is going to actually even try to keep up. Because then he'd actually have to like look at everything that was coming across his desk, and he's he doesn't seem like the type. Why why would he look at anything? It could come up in a bill to, to just yeah. gut the programs, well, and he'd just sign it. Well, just yeah. like um, when you talked about Dodd Frank, there's already something that's going through the House called the Financial Choice Act that basically removes the Wagner rule. Uh, it limits the the Consumer Final Financial Protection Bureau's power. It does a lot of the stuff. It gets rid of a lot of the stuff out of Dodd Frank already. He just have to sign it. Yeah, well, I, I think I think one of the easy reasons why th- this one probably won't stand up is because I can't think of one federal regulation he'd actually be in favor of. Oh, you mean new th- new stuff that came down? I can think of right. plenty. I can think of anything that would make his his Trump enterprise uh, be more successful. <laughs> I mean, re- touche. Yeah, I mean, really, that's it. where are his interests? His interests are in maintaining his his financial empire for his children. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's less for his children and more. He's going to secure legacy. the dynasty for his name. It's the dynasty. Yeah, yeah that's what he's doing. It, it's screw the kids. It's all about him. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, accidentally, they're going to get a, quite a bit of benefit out of this. Oh, they're going to get it all right. Oh boy. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> Fourth. Oh, by the way, we, we basically have come to the conclusion that that's probably not going to happen, and if it does, it's going to be awful. Terrible. Yeah. Horrible. Third, I, yeah. I can't think that actual congressmen would ever try to do any of that, though. They would, ne- they would never say, okay, well, let's see, I've got, uh, I got this thing that I absolutely have to get through. Now I have to pick two to kill? Like, do you have to present them at the same time? Like, I, I would like a coupon for a, for, uh, for a bill... And and here are the ones that I propose you kill. Well, this isn't about laws. This is about regulations. So I yeah. think what this but is regulations more a, come a, in a broad stroke. This is it. It sounds like I'm just gonna take regulation here and a regulation there. What I think it's yeah. gonna be more of is a broad stroke. I'm gonna ask the Department of Energy and uh, uh, Department of Education and the Food and Drug Administration. And the Environmental Protection Agency. Mm-hmm. It's so good that he can't we don't actually need those do those things. things. It's so good that he can't actually do those things, isn't it? He can't. No, there's no possibility. He cannot remove an entire department. Yeah. Well, by himself. Yeah, he, he I mean, no. by himself, he Republican can't. House. But how? But how? <laughs> think of the constituents. If yeah. you try to remove an entire department like that, you make entire states suffer. Like the Department, right. of, Department of Energy. This, that's why. That's why it's going to be in the first hundred days. <laughs> they're going to rip this bandaid if they're going to do it at all. <laughs> okay. All right. I doubt that's going to happen. All right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's doubtful I, that well, it will it's, actually happen. Talk about political, political suicide. Political suicide. Anybody who is in the House or Senate. Absolutely. That's pretty political much suicide. Hi, I I have decided that I don't want this job anymore. Here's how I'm going to express. My, my resignation 
through signing all these terrible bills. What you got to remember about the constituents is they believe that all this government that we have going on is the reason why they're suffering now. No, but here's the thing. A smart politician also sees the protests that are going on and goes, it's a game of margins. And I need to make certain that the margins are in my favor. But he is is not a politician. He's a businessman. He doesn't care. The House and the Senate do. Yes, should. This is true. And should. And and we can hope. We can hope on that. Okay. Fourth, a five-year ban on White House and congressional officials from becoming lobbyists after they leave government service. I consider this lip service. Yeah, I'm thinking that that's probably going to be a tough request for Congress, uh, where, you know, plumb lobby jobs are are seen as payoff for the sacrifice of public service. Yeah, no. Nobody votes against self-interest. Yeah, that's why we have the situation that we have. So, unlikely. He could could probably try it, but it's unlikely it would actually stick. Um, Also, I'm not sure. I think that could probably just be an executive order. I don't think he'd have to do anything else to make that happen. Yes, but but at the same time, if we're actually using Obama and and W as mm-hmm. examples, they made sure that they had strong legal backing for any executive order they put forth. Right, that was them. <laughs> this <laughs> you're talking about, yeah, about somewhat reasonable individuals, not this, Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump, who probably thinks that the executive order is like having a genie in a bottle. And a the, blank the, check. You got to rub it the right way. Yeah, that's but, right. Christina Aguilar said. <laughs> but yeah, somebody with, oh with within the RNC and within the echelons of things that are part of the transition team are going to go. Um, so here are the actual rules, and here's how things function. Okay, re- real quick, real quick. The transition team for Donald Trump was being he- headed by none other than Chris Christie. Yes, but now it. But now, now it's Pence. Now it's Mike Pence. Uh, there's been talk of uh, bringing Sarah Palin into the cabinet. And Newt Gingrich and Newt Gingrich. Uh, Are they going to close Pence the door on that cabinet after they put her in there? <laughs> and then cut her in half? Can we? Can we? <laughs> No, um, no, no, they're just going to do a nude photo shoot. With right. If we're getting into the cabinet positions in the well, transition, well, no, I, I just, I just want to put out a. I need my tinfoil hat. I need my tinfoil turban, because um, what this seems a little bit of the, hey, you know, you go ahead and, and back me, and I'll make sure that you have a place in my cabinet. Mm-hmm. Because how many? And these are all people, you know, as we were saying earlier in in, in the first part of the show. Um, Actually, no. This was in pre-show, so I'm sorry. You're, you're, I might have to put that out as a as something for the patrons. Or, um, but we were talking, uh, Paul. You you had mentioned um, the number of people that we can. Oh, what, what what was it that you had said? Um, it was that article that you had found that you wanted to wanted to share. Um, the the one about where we might be headed. No, no. Is the okay. A, a kind of a more sociology thing with uh, this, uh well anyway what I was thinking here was that you know th- there's there's an experiment where y- you can think we can only remember about 150 people oh the, the cognitive dissonance yeah 
Right, where every, every one of us knows 250 people by their first name that nobody else in the room does. Right. But we can't name them. After about 25, we get the works get gummed up and we, we can't do it. Exactly. I think Trump is just naming people to his cabinet that are off the top of his head that he can remember. <laughs> or people. But, but that's not how this works. Uh, but that's uh, what he's doing. No, no, no. no. Th- that's not how this works. Um, no. When you have a transition team... When you're going into office, um, you have people that are putting forward lists of people for each cabinet position. Yeah. And you didn't narrow it down from those lists. Now, the people who are making the list, now this is the area of concern because we actually know the identity of these individuals. Yeah. That is primarily Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. And the other two primaries, there are plenty of secondaries. But there are three primaries on this. Donald Jr. and Kushner, the son-in-law. Those are the three that are making the lists. Pence and nepotism. Are making the lists. Good. I, you know, I just, I feel so emboldened by this. I just, amazing. I'm, wow, I'm, that really just... I'm but it's that not just my, Donald that himself. My confidence level, actually. I no, no, none of this is good. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, but, but so, so when you when you quadruple down on when you quadruple down on awful, it doesn't make it better. No, no. <laughs> oh, but, but Pence is actually part of the RNC machine. So he is. Some some of these names will actually be people of experience. Um, some of the names that are being floated around in serious circles. Uh, are a lot of the elites that Trump said he was going to throw up. Um, yeah. There are some dog whistle possibilities, but I think only maybe a third of those will get through. Yeah, but that's a lot still. Oh, yeah. It, we're in them for a bad time, folks. This, this is... <laughs> so, so only a third of the people that get into his cabinet will be wholly unqualified to hold a cabinet position. I feel so much better. Hey, considering that originally we were thinking it was 100%, uh, I, I will take the two-thirds no, no, that actually might know about I, the job. I, I don't know about that. I think we're guaranteed a third that are going to have no experience at all. That's exactly the, the, the other. The other two-thirds are still up for debate. Or <laughs> the other, they have the experience other, in being awful human fucking beings. Yes. The other two-thirds will be Sith Lords. Sith Lords have principles, sir. That's Sith right. Sith Lords have principles. That's right. Lawful evil is still lawful. <laughs> okay. They it's just a, want all the power. Yeah, just all the power. We want peace. Just peace um, in this very narrow direction. This is peace. Our way is this, this way. All other ways are... Um, death okay it's essentially what the evangelicals want right so uh since we're banning white house officials and uh and you know congress officials from becoming lobbyists after you know till five years how about an entire lifetime ban on white house officials lobbying on behalf of a foreign government i don't see that passing yeah but it might actually be that might actually be an executive order that could stick yeah, they might just because, let it through because just because. Well, no, it might get through because he can frame it, and those that are helping him can frame it as a national security concern. Yeah, 
And that could actually stick. That very well could. Um, basically, I'm thinking the same same for above uh, with the fourth one, but uh, it's it's a less risk for the lawmakers to to make that choice. So well, it's, it's not possible. only is it less risky. We've already seen earlier in his campaign when he was trying to get the Republican nomination mm-hmm. that uh, him and his cohort uh, Gingrich were running around saying what we really need is to bring back the uh, the un-American activities. Uh, yeah, uh, that's in the news today, and that was in the news today. Yeah, yeah that Gingrich was so touting that. Too. So, so I mean, if he's willing to do that than anyone who would say maybe this isn't a good idea because I'm going to lose out on a lot of foreign money, he can threaten with, well, you know, we have this American Activities Commission I've been thinking about. You'd be a good person to interview on that commission, you know, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm for, I'm for it. Oh. And uh, that, that just reeks, again, for the little history lesson. Doodly, doodly, doodly. Um, that's McCarthy-era politics. Mm-hmm. You know, blackballing people because they're the, the communist scare. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's what that is. The un-American activities thing. Again, it's this is part of the bad. reason why Hollywood is right now screaming in terror. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, sixth. Um, a complete ban on foreign lobbyists raising money for American elections. And that is just lip service, folks. Follow the money. Follow the money. Follow, Follow the, money. the money. There's we, no we way. already made it legal for dark money to pervade politics. So That's how are lip- you going to tell that it where it came from in the first place? So out he of- sent he sent letters to, to to members of foreign governments asking for money for his election. He he did. Yeah. Which is illegal. And, and- and he will say, and he will say, well, it it was smart on my part then, but now that I'm here, I got to get rid of it, yeah. just like, just as he did with the tax argument. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he will do that. Yeah, that 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 is a possibility. <clears throat> that, that makes me that. smart. Makes me smart. Yep. Um, okay, so out of his first six measures to clean up the corruption and special interest collusion in Washington D.C. The only one that is likely to maybe stick is the lifetime ban on White House officials lobbying on behalf of foreign governments. That's it. Yeah. Everything else is pretty much lip service and not going to happen. Um, so that's fun. But then, of course, he goes on. He has, on the same day, I will begin taking the following seven actions to protect American workers. Seven actions. Okay, so... I have in here uh, a few little highlighted sections uh, in bold to find the, the key words that indicate that it's bullshit. Um, so first, I will announce my intention. Unlikely. That's never going to happen. I don't care what the rest of it says. <laughs> Just to announce my intention, there is no burden to that at all. But that's about uh, to renegotiate NAFTA or withdraw from the deal under Article 2205. Um, Basically, uh, Eswar Prasad, a professor of trade policy at Cornell University, said, could NAFTA be killed? Not in letter, but in spirit, yes. So he would have he could basically make it very uncomfortable to continue business under NAFTA, but he can't remove it himself. That's not, no. that's not even a possibility. And there's too many businesses that are they're built 
completely around the NAFTA trade agreements. So he's, he would get so much pushback from that. It's best that this just kind of fade away. That's why it's just no. announced my intention and that it's going to be gone. So first one, out of air. Second, I will announce, again, announce, our withdrawal from the Trans-Pacific Partnership. He might do it. He might do it. He might because, do it. Because it is an Obama legacy thing. Just to spite the man again. Not that it's actually good for the country. Not that we know whether or not it's good for the country. Yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> it's hard, hard to tell. No, uh, we're fairly certain it's bad for the country. <laughs> well, it's bad for certain aspects of the country. For if you're just looking at it financially, all of these trade deals eventually net us billions of dollars a year. All of them if that's all you're looking at. But at what price are you selling that money? You know, there's there's so many deals, especially with the Trans-Pacific Partnership, allowing businesses to sue governments for not allowing them to do business the way they want. Yeah. You know, things things of that nature that slip through, that's the bad part. Will we make money? Oh, yeah, we'll make money. But at what price? So that's that's a maybe, but unlikely. I don't think that's going to happen. Actually, I give that even chances. Even chances? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think can't. I think I think that has a a pretty good chance of happening. Actually, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we we haven't signed into it yet. He can yeah. simply refuse to. That's true. Done. And it's relatively bipartisan because both sides seem to hate it. Yes. It, it's good for them, and they're because the constituency is so in the dark about this to just say no. That's right. And then they get to say, I was never in favor of that to begin with. They get to jump on the bandwagon and look good. And Republicans get to say, we sunk Obama's legacy. That's it right there. So let me just change that to a likely. Yep. I, think, I think we've we've changed that. There we go. Okay. All right. So third, I will direct my Secretary of the Treasury to label China a currency manipulator. Of course he's going to do that. He can definitely say, yeah. yes, he's going to direct somebody to do that. Yeah. Fun, fun news on this one. Oh, okay. Uh, day after the election. Day after. With all the futures markets down in the tank over 900 points? China went <laughs> and devalued its currency. They fixed their currency by 6%. Really? They fired the reform finance minister... And 12 hours later, they fix their currency. Interesting. Huh. And I can tell you quite easily why. Uh, two reasons. Okay. One is the current prime minister consolidating power ahead of a, a president-elect Trump. Okay. Two, regardless of whatever Trump does, it keeps China's exports competitive. Mm. Yeah. They can afford it kind of like a loss leader kind of thing to just, you know, gives more incentive. Yeah. Buying power for, for everyone else. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. So, no. Hmm. Actually, Trump should, in fact, say that they're, they're, they're manipulating their currency yeah. because they are. No, they just did, yeah. Yeah, that's that's quite obvious. 
So yeah, uh, which would so mean that's... trade sanctions. Oh my gosh, we actually agree with him on something. Okay, there it is. So <laughs> yes, um, it, well, it would mean trade sanctions, but it could also start a uh, trade war, which would end up tanking the dollar. It could, maybe, but I I I, I see this more as a a possible somewhat somewhat smart or or defiantly stupid depending on how it plays out <laughs> um play yeah. to bring back industry to the US maybe that might happen by bring, yeah. by bringing sanctions against China and another proposal from from his office of starting to put more tariffs on imports well let's carry on mm-hmm. Fourth, I will direct, again, direct the Secretary of Commerce and U.S. Trade Representative to identify all foreign trading abuses that unfairly impact American workers and direct them to use every tool under American and international law to end those abuses immediately. Tariffs. So basically, yes, he can do that because all he's doing is telling other people to do their damn job. Mm -hmm. That's really all he's doing. That's all he's promising to do. And that's all he's promising to do there. So, yes, of course he can do that. It's in the wording. It's words. And that's my news. It is words. words. Just words. Um, <laughs> whether or not the people he directs actually follow up on those words and to what extent, that is, that's the big mm-hmm. unknown here. Of Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I find myself in agreement with him. We should have been doing this for a very long time. Yeah. But... but it's something that has to be incrementally again when you you're put in you're, place. you're dealing with this one of the reasons why this was let lax was in the spirit of diplomacy mm-hmm. again um, a lot of our trade deals are because of diplomacy when you're trading with somebody you have more leverage right cuz uh, there's assets on the table yeah yeah so we let a lot of things lapse, especially under Obama. Also, somewhat under W and before that, even Clinton. Uh, the last sort of economic hawk we had with trade deals was, was HW. Um, mm. So, no, it, it, it's been let lapse for a long time, but it was in the spirit of diplomacy. Right. So now the teeth can come back, but it's how they're applied. If it's a slow bite then nothing yeah, that we, bad will happen. We need to just hit the arm before we go for the jugular. we got to hit here first. We can't just kill them. We can maul them a bit, but we can't kill them. If, if he <laughs> just, like, if they just basically cross the board, boom, 30% tariff. <laughs> it's that sounds gonna, like an it, Apple tax. It's going <laughs> to be bad. Yeah, but if he, he, he specifically targets specific imports... Yeah. And makes it so that those imports are looking at a twelve percent tariff. Well, yeah, that would actually allow some competition for American production. There's, that could actually be positively. Good. There's also other other lists as far as you know what what the tariff schedules are. So a lot of those just need to be you know updated, addressed. That and, that list is unbelievably huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But he's going to make somebody else do it, so he can say for them to do it. So. Yeah, and that's not a problem. All right, fifth, I will lift the restrictions on the production of fifty trillion dollars worth of job-producing American energy reserves, including shale, 
oil, natural gas, and clean coal. We're going to dump all the there CO2 no in the atmosphere <laughs> all at once. As we all, all just collectively go, oh, God, he's going to kill us. <laughs> this is, oh, no. It's not just us. The it's world. here in America. Yeah. It's the world. Yeah. Well, we, we get on, it, it goes even further than that. But uh, $50 trillion, oh. that seems like a number he made up. Yes. Uh, and lifting the restrictions? If the restrictions were put in by executive order, then he can do it with just a pen stroke. It's gone. The, the Otherwise, he has dollars to have a thing, bill. Basically. I mean, he can defend that number as simply stating, well, I didn't tell you what timeline. That's see true. The $50 trillion. That's true. He did not. And he didn't tell you whether... After the the you know enormous tariffs suddenly go in and the the dog fangs are dug deep into the jugular and just jerking its head back and forth on all of our current trade deals, mm-hmm. what value of the dollar he was basing that fifty trillion dollars <laughs> on? <laughs> That's reaching. That's reaching a little bit, but I I like where you're going. In that I don't like where you're going at all. I think that's horrible. Uh, but yeah, likely he's he's going. He can make some of that happen. He can force. He can make some that of that ha- happen. He could also make that. Yes, Mama Van, clean coal, the oxymoron of the century. Yeah, um, clean about coal. No, there, but he can with a a Republican rabid base that looks at regulation as standing in the way of progress. Mm-hmm. He could probably get some of that stuff passed through. Yeah, and speaking of progress, sixth. The lift the Obama-Clinton roadblocks and allow vital energy infrastructure projects like the Keystone XL pipeline to move forward. Mm-hmm. We're going to dump. He's going to kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to dump all of the CO two yeah. that we have. And let's let's triple down on this. Seventh, cancel billions in payments to the UN climate change programs and use that money to fix America's water and environmental infrastructure. I don't care if he's going to fix fix it he's going to be putting so many more pollutants into it that it's not possible to fix hey it sounds like that just like yeah. what yeah <laughs> like you can't he's fix contradicting it himself it up. he if here's here is true cognitive dissonance where he thinks that yeah. these two things are not related to each other <laughs> but they obviously no. are um, in, in in deep contrast we just heard that Morocco's infrastructure thing is going through full bore where they're going to have a solar farm that you can see from space space space, space. it will power that, that the required entire, an echo um, it will power the entire country and they will sell the excess to their neighbors why aren't we doing it here yeah okay so on the keystone pipeline deal the trump administration which those words coming out of my mouth actually hurt could Greenlight the project by granting the TransCanada Corporation the permit. That's not even a problem. That's likely going to happen. So we will see that that pipeline go through. I'm very sorry, indigenous people. Uh, As far as the Paris Accords, uh, they're voluntary. There's no teeth to it at all. We enter into them in good faith. Whether or not there are billions in payments, I have not heard any of that. I think that that's all lies. Um. I mean, it, it could be that we're it's, throwing the money into a pot for research and yeah, development. It's, it's, it's less money into a pot and yeah. more 
here's the amount of money as based on your GDP. There's this percentage that you should be spending towards alternative energies. Yeah. And this is the money that you should be spending on research. Yeah. And it's voluntary. It's just a benchmark that all nations are supposed to fulfill as part of this accord. So, so not only does this have the, the effect of not doing anything to save the environment one iota. In fact, it's the opposite of it. Everything that he's doing in this is going to do harm to the environment. Not, well, not only I... that, wait, <laughs> not only that, but the money that he says are already accounted for in payments to UN climate change programs don't actually exist and cannot be moved to America's water and environmental infrastructure. Unless... Because the money doesn't exist in that way. It isn't Unless, there to spend. But let me let me take this in a slightly different direction. Okay. Unless he's not talking about payments to the UN for quote unquote climate change programs, but rather payments to the UN. We haven't which, paid the U, our, our UN dues ever. We've never paid them. We it's are the giant travesty of us being a part of the UN. Well, we're the we're the UN's military arm. We get. We get away with it because we do everything for them that way. It goes even further. The, the main justification that we have had by previous presidents, all of them are guilty, yeah. uh, as to why we don't pay the U.N. is because we're allowing the U.N. building to be on American soil, and they're not paying rent. Oh, so we gave them the clubhouse to play in. Yeah, the, our, our payment is the rent. <sighs> it's a big building. Well, there's a bunch of security that goes with it, too. Yeah. I don't know. You know, if if we actually had to do the math, we might actually be paying more <laughs> than some nations. Actually, no. <laughs> we uh, might. It, real estate's it expensive. Well, it's some, it's some New York nations, real estate. <laughs> but but our fair share? No. We, we have such yeah. debt to the U.N., it's mind-boggling. I'm sure that it would boggle many minds. Um, mm. So, okay. So that was uh, that was the what did he call it? Oh yes, the seven actions to protect American workers. That's what that section was. It's actually seven steps to destroy the environment. Um, you know, you can't work if you can't breathe. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a just a little thing that I found. I mean, out I feel like science. you say that, and Trump goes challenge accepted. I know, <laughs> and it hurts. That's uh, terrible. Okay, <clears throat> all right. Next section, and not not the last section either. Additionally, on the first day, I will take the following five actions to restore security and the constitutional rule of law. Mm-hmm. That. That in and of itself is lip service to his base, but go on. Showed up. Is this, a sec- Showed is this up. the section where he, he puts Hillary Clinton in jail? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Nope. No, no, no. Okay, first, cancel every unconstitutional executive action, memorandum, and order issued by President Obama. Rah! Free purchase he, to, he could to cancel yeah. he can. whatever good Obama has done as part of his legacy. Yeah. yeah. But as as we've already seen, um, 
he's going to go through and he's not going to do certain things because as he's going to find out, they're there for a reason. That no, fifth, that ten well no hang on that ten or fifteen minute meeting that he had with President Obama today, that ended up being an hour and a half that he complained was long. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure during that time, President Obama was basically laying it out for here's what this job's actually about, you idiot. <laughs> that's that's kind of the impression that I got, like. I mean, the news today is that he's saying that he's not going or may not repeal Obamacare. Not most of it. Yeah. Yeah. He, no, actually, well, to, to get the soundbite, there are certain parts of Obamacare that we're going to keep for the good of the people. The rest, we are going to come up with a great plan that improves <laughs> on this failed piece of legislation. The failed. Wait, wait. The failed piece of legislation that you have to keep parts of because it's really good for the people yeah it's like wait wait what what did you just say no play it back for yourself <laughs> just just play that back for yourself uh well what he's talking that, about, that what, one i'm gonna leave up to ryan because i think that it, paul ryan's gonna have a lot more yeah impact on that than probably ryan's than Trump. plan Trump's is gonna sign whatever comes across his desk in regards to There's going to be vouchers, yeah, but there basically it was the pre-existing condition thing that clause uh, that is definitely that being Trump kept. wants to keep in. That's yeah. definitely being kept. So, what is the problem? You you can't keep that. <laughs> I mean, you can't keep that and get rid of everything else. Get, yes, I mean <laughs> it's like most of what he stands yeah. for. It's like idiot logic. I I mean mm-hmm. I. It's so damn frustrating. It's, well, I'm going to keep this because the people love it. Now, I'm not going to keep any of the things that actually allow me to do this, yeah. but I'm going to keep this. No, what what can be done? Uh, it's a genie's wish. Uh, I told you. I, I, it, <laughs> I'm surprised I'm even doing this. In, in, in defense of Trump, um, what can Those be done? Those words taste bad, don't they? Yes, they do. They taste bad. Uh, <laughs> what, can, what can be done is... They can do a repeal slash replacement bill. And in that repeal replacement bill, they can put in into law while we're nixing all of this in the execution of the new legislation, that little piece can be put back in. That that is perfectly doable. The problem with that is the it's in specifics to the pre existing conditions. If you don't have the mandate, you can't pay for it. It's exactly. nothing. That's the point no, I was trying to make. Nothing yeah. keeps you from from getting cancer and then jumping on insurance real quick to get covered, and then jumping back off when you're cured. So now you've got everybody only paying when they're really sick. Oh, again, you, you mean destroying the economy? Is that what you're right, talking that, about? <laughs> yes, I, I, that I, I, exactly. Paul, Paul, Paul Ryan. Want, if we're going by the Ryan plan, is to have a vouchers program. You, you, yep. you. You get you get it's all privatized and you you get this little coupon here that says that you can go and attempt to get health insurance. I've got my coupon for a new kidney. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) I got it from that nice man over there. But however, in its execution. (laughs) Yes, Paul, we are so fucked (laughs) in its its execution. 
There is no teeth to hold the insurance companies to uphold the voucher. Nor, nope. nor would there ever be any teeth there because the insurance companies are going to pour so much money down Congress's throat to make sure that they get, well, to, they get to write it. They, they are going to write the one, next One of my friends uh, uh, linked a article from Kane TV, which is Herman Kane's website thing for spreading news. Oh, yeah, that's crazy about about the health savings account yeah. plan, yeah. which is basically instead of insurance, you will have a health savings account, and whatever you put into it, that's what you got to work with. So, like people who are uninsured do now. Yes. Yeah, How many so, can go suck a fuck? Like <laughs> I, I don't understand. Never heard how... a phrase quite that way. Except that <laughs> this will be. This is going to so, extend so it out Amber, to the you're middle. In favor class. of this, then, is what I get. Okay, hold on. <laughs> no, the, like, for, well, for those as, of you that I have never had it. a health spending account, there's some really amazing issues about this thing. Uh, one oh. is you can only use it for things that the insurance company says you can use it for. Yep. It doesn't roll over value. It ro- it'll They're roll over. Deep. A percentage every year, but you can't keep saving and saving and saving. Like I'm going to need that new kidney in 2020. I'm going to start saving now. No, because you're you're only going to roll to, over five hundred dollars next actually year. Talking about making the account so that they do roll over. Oh, and you don't well, that, lose that that'd be nice. But I that I'll, that would uh, be nice. But I'll believe if, it when I see it's it. It's going to reset yeah. everyone to zero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually, one of the fun things that happened this week with this announcement and with Trump winning is um, the health insurance community didn't have a plan if Trump won. They didn't no. expect it. No, they didn't. So no. all the executives for all the health insurance companies are, all scrambling. are scrambling. Yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing. Uh, with that health spending account, it uh, it comes out of a Visa or MasterCard. You know, that's that's how it, it's done. And it's done through something like a PayFlex. You know, you'd log on to a website and you'd have to submit the receipts because in many cases you're going to have to spend it out of pocket first and then get reimbursed. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the money times two in order to get anything done. Yeah, then you have to hope that you do get reimbursed. Right, because then they have to reimburse right. you and they can deny it. And There's nothing like that they says do they now. Right. And... That money. If you don't have enough money in there, well, hold on. That money. You're not going to have any kind of catastrophic coverage backup. Right, but that money is not yours anymore. You pay it into a credit card, that then they get to charge interest on. So you're giving them money that they make more money off of. You never get any interest back. It's a giant racket. It is the the worst thing ever, but. That's what we've. That's what we got to look forward to. So yeah, all right. So moving on. Yeah, I know twenty twenty seventeen. No, twenty eighteen yeah. would probably be the nearest that's, that that would actually. That's about when that's come into play. Yeah, because the damage is done as far as the ACA with in regards to twenty seventeen. Yeah. So they could gut it, but all of those legally binding documents are going to still be in play until the end of 2017, at which point your, yeah. your current contract with the insurance company expires. And then they, they put, they strap on the wicker uh, chair size dildo and go to town. Yeah. 
that's what I'm getting out of this plan. Okay. Anybody also that has been between jobs and looked uh, at continuing your health care with this thing called Cobra? Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh. Imagine Cobra as your primary care. I'd rather not if it's all yeah, the same. I, I know, but that's pretty much what they want to go for because that's what you'd have to do a la carte. You'd be spending for it all out of your own pocket. Those fees are astronomical. Take mm-hmm. your to rent con- times two yeah. each month. No, it was to continue care for, for what I for what I do. It was going to be twice my monthly salary every month just mm-hmm. to keep it. And so, whoa, that's a no. So, yeah, it, it's it's something that's not going to be uh, a tenable solution for anybody. And so we're going to have a lot of people. So you're going to be die. forced yeah. to pick between yeah. COBRA and a health savings account. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and, uh, and then hope you live long enough to accumulate enough money to put it in in there. And oh boy, if you're, or you're going to use yeah. your ER as your primary doctor, like mm-hmm. like we already do. In well, many cases. at which yeah, point, which at if which you're an point adult you on have Medicaid, to fall back on, and you're going to go bankrupt. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that was actually yeah. in the next section. Um, so we're murdering people. <laughs> so what, what I got was we're murdering people now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, this is this is assisted suicide without consent. So yes, it's murder. This is the this is the real death squad, Sarah. That's right. This okay, is the death panels. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yep. so back to the first list here uh, because that's actually in the next one. <laughs> we, we skipped ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, second. <laughs> Begin the process of selecting a replacement for Justice Scalia. You know, Daniel, I have water, but I'm going to need something harder for the rest of this. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so this is where, where he, he gets a judge onto the Supreme Court and possibly three in total, depending on whether or not our other justices it's remain healthy and want to stay. It's five. Three five. Five? Five. five? five. Uh, the deal is, uh, I got to stop here for a second and say that you have this is floor. one area. This is one area where, um, for lack of better terminology, the Democrats that we have in uh, Senate need to 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 find their balls. <laughs> I was hoping you would say that because what they need to do, and I had this, I've had this argument. In real life, on Facebook and social media, I, I love the phraseology of when they go low, we go high. And all that. It sounds really good. Yeah, but it's bullshit. It, but it's bullshit. And, you know, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I, I came up from the streets. And where I grew up, when they went low, you went lower and you took them the fuck out. <laughs> they put um, one, one of ours in the hospital we put one of theirs in the morgue it's the Chicago exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly Yeah. and the Dems better figure out that that's the way this game is played in 2016-17 and they better filibuster their ass off and use every procedural device at their disposal to muck up the work of any Supreme Court justice that he puts forth. Okay, so I, I'm right there with you, Paul. But one thing that yeah, that has been put forward, we got some problems, is that the Republican House and Senate are going to try and do away with the filibuster. Great, let them do that. 
Let them do that. Make them do that. Well, they already, it's easy to they already it's took easy the to teeth say, out of it. They already took the teeth out of it. They don't even have to. I mean, because because they they can they can. We already saw it happen several times. Just this last last session. The gun thing. Yeah. Where? Okay. All right. Go ahead and filibuster. Filibuster all you like, and then they just kind of say, "Okay, doors are closed. Bye." And uh, by the way, on the way out, we're all voting anyway. And yeah, I I don't I don't agree yeah. at all with the whole sentiment of they go low, we go high. Because in most cases, what you're doing is you're putting respectability politics you're letting into them the win. mix you're letting of people them who yeah, you're it's it's like when you have like an obnoxious fucking coworker or some bullshit, and they're always doing terrible things, but your boss is always going no no no, don't yell at them no you know what because yeah, hey, you're CSB. the reasonable yeah. one. <laughs> you're the reasonable one so like we expect you to alter your behavior because this other person is so unreasonable that we can't possibly ask them to alter their fucking behavior how many times are we going to turn the other cheek before we get tired of being slapped on both of them like Even jesus christ went into the temple pulled out a whip and started <laughs> knocking over some tables like i i just i hate yeah. the idea of that is a viable telling- option of telling the disenfranchised or the oppressed that like, oh, you just got to rise above, man. You just got to let them do what they're doing and don't, you know, don't bare your teeth. No, fuck you. Like, that's not how this works. That allows the oppressor or the person who's acting out to have the power in the situation, whereas you're told to sit up and shut down. And that is the climate of America currently, is that we've been defanged. Okay, hold on. So about the filibuster. I just said, you know, I just punched into the Google machine here real quick. Senate filibuster. (laughs) The very first thing that came up was an article that is three hours old. Hard choice for Mitch McConnell and the filibuster or preserve tradition. (laughs) Already happening, folks. Already happening. So there you go. Uh, We're going to have lots and lots of conservative justices. I feel like... I'm with Paul on this one. They should force his hand to end the filibuster. They should obstruct everything possible for as long as possible until he does away with it. And then in, when the midterm elections come around, it will be gone. And that's when the anger out of this election can hopefully be rallied to get a switch back in a lot of places and maybe undo some of this damage before it goes too far. Oh, Republicans respond by eliminating the 60-vote threshold in order to re- to push their priorities through on a simple majority vote. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's what we're looking for. That's what they're going to do, I think. Okay, so uh, he's going to get them. He's, they're going to just mm-hmm. put the justices in. They are going to ramrod this, this sucker through. He he's has. Get uh, one. He has. Get one. He has a sure. list of and, twenty judges, um, and, and he's going to get one in. But we, you, you guys have to remember that we. There's a lot of good that happened in the last eight years. Yeah. With with Scalia on the bench, it's true. Yes. So but, him but, him getting one is not the end of the world. We just have to pray to whatever gods we may believe or not believe in. That nobody else leaves. I will pray to all the gods uh, that I do not believe in, which is a lot of them. Now, <laughs> he, here's where there, there, 
there could there could be a sliver of hope. Tiny, please, tiny please, we we like we like hope. I like hope. What do you got? Um, there's this thing called the Fourth Estate, also known as journalists. Yeah. Um, they could do their actual jobs with every <laughs> single one that judge that he puts forward, investigate their histories, backgrounds, find every single piece of dirt, and let that into the public eye. Make yeah, it I'm so that sit, I'm not going to sit around and wait for that one. Mm. Yeah, um, cause, cause, I have you know, such hope for the fourth estate. I do. Well, I know I shouldn't, but my I do. Hope, my hope comes from the fact that um, some of the laws that they're trying to get overturned, and specifically Roe v. Wade, which is one of their you know rallying cries, mm-hmm. was actually codified into law by a conservative uh, Supreme Court. That was yeah. dominated by Republican appointees. So you don't always get what you think you're going to get with the person that you send up there. Yeah, I, I have I have high hopes that we'll actually have some some real ethics and behavior and respect for the law. You know, is it legal? Don't be an it's it's not about being an activist judge and about having a conservative ideal. Is it legal under the Constitution? And he's going to be picked by the guy who's under investigation for fraud. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, the the two things <laughs> here for me are one, who's picking them, and and why he's picking them specifically to have these agendas, and the second one is you're talking about a Republican Party from a few decades ago versus the one that currently exists, which is think, a, an unethical shit show. I think he would be because of who he is. If I was to bet. I think he'd be far more interested in picking judges that are business friendly yeah. and and deregulation type of judges yeah. and Citizen United uh, approving judges. But on the other and, hand, he's talked about how women should be charged for having abortions. So yeah, I mean, like, I think there that. should be a penalty. Yeah, there should be a penalty for it. Yeah. Um, well, and then you have Mike Pence too, who feels the same way. Yeah. Well, if you make if you make abortions illegal, doesn't there have to be a punishment if you get an abortion? That would be a, that, and that was the question. That was the question posed to him, and he he said yes. Now, but the thing is here. Okay, so what is that? What is that punishment going to be? And no one ever wants to go there. <laughs> yes, but some governments do. Well, and Indiana. Yeah. And usually it's not the woman who got the abortion that gets charged. It's the doctor who performs it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there is that, uh, that challenge there. Uh, bring your mic closer to your face, if at all possible. You're, you're fading away. Maybe it's your beard. Your, it's your, the beard. Yeah, it was your beard. Your beard was blocking your voice. That's an amazing beard, I must say. And you, too, can find his beard on the show where we're, <laughs> where we're live streaming out at Twitch and, uh, and Facebook Live, and we'll be out on YouTube later on. So if you're watching, if, if you're watching then thank you. If you're here in the, uh, in the chat room like Mama Van, thank you very much. And, uh, and we're going to carry on. Okay, so, <clears throat> so that, was, that was the Supreme Court justices, which, yes, of course, he, he's going to manage that. But at least... He has to go through the filter. He has to go through the filter of hopefully the cooler heads at Senate. They have to approve it. I know, but at least it's not going to be some wackadoo. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> did did you see what happened in this last election? Mm-hmm. Senate didn't <laughs> elect him. The people did. We are to blame. <laughs> yeah, but yes, we also they, they elected also a, we're also elected a we're predominantly red Senate. We have House a racist turtle as the head of the Senate. Not only that, you're talking about a Senate. I'm going to get that as a drop. I'm going to pull. You're going to get. You're going to. You're going to. You're talking about a, a Senate where one of the, if you can even say this, more reasonable Republican senators, uh, John McCain, said before the election when he thought Hillary was going to win, we just won't appoint any of her nominees for her entire term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you think they're suddenly going to go, you know what, maybe we should really vet hard whoever Trump sends us. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't well, think that's happening. Well, they're scared of Trump, think- too. That's, that's the only hope I have. Is that they're scared no. of yeah. I, no, I don't think so. No. They're falling in line. Yeah, It depends. It, it all goes back to that Rince Priebus thing. I wonder is he if... going to be the head of the RNC or is it going to be somebody new? Well, what's hilarious to me is is like people like Chris Christie and when Ted Cruz was doing that fucking phone bank for Donald Trump and they both just looked like they were hostages. Like they were just the victims in a hostage situation. And that's and because I, of Rince Priebus. The, yeah. It's it's because they were hostages. Well, I mean, keep in mind, let, let's be honest. Uh, keep in mind, we've all heard this before, but, you know. Uh, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely, and they have absolute power now. Yeah. And in yeah. terms of our federal government, they just no, I'm do. With you, I'm completely with you. Yeah, all three. I see. Three. I see nothing but but a disaster. To be now, honest with you. Now, this is, to, this to is add the same one party that to add one more wild card though with with the the Supreme Court, there is no rule that says that it is nine justices. The president, the president can, increase. can increase the number of justices at a whim. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, though we're saying that he could be replacing up to five, he could do that without losing anybody. Yeah. That's why I said I, just, I don't well, see any way that this isn't a complete... That was, that was Roosevelt's threat uh, back when he was trying to get the New Deal passed. Because there was a very conservative group of judges. And he goes, guys, um, if you don't let this stuff through, I'm just going to keep adding justices till you don't matter. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's it's a possibility. So, it's a possibility. So, but, I mean, this could be also end up in a war of attrition where we have 23 Supreme Court justices as well. It'd, so, it'd be a weird place. But we're yeah, living in a weird place right now. So speaking of other speaking of other weird places, third, cancel all federal funding to sanctuary cities. Mm. Now, for mm. for those of you out there that are like, what the hell is a sanctuary cities? Sanctuary cities are American cities that have policies protecting immigrants in the country illegally uh-huh. from federal immigration law, such as restricting police from turning them over to federal agents. Trump has not said which federal funds would be withheld from sanctuary cities. A few of these cities are Seattle, Los Angeles, Chicago, Miami, Austin. Um, even removing federal funds may not change the city's stance, by the way. Good luck with Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go ahead. Pull that funding. See if another Republican gets elected president. Pull it. I dare you. 
It's not going to happen. This is this is dead on arrival. This is. It sounds really good. He's never going to do it. He's never going to do it because of Miami. He's never going to do it because the bigger cities won't give a shit that he did it. And he's not going to do it to Austin, Texas. So it's dead on it's dead on arrival. He's not doing it. He's not doing it. It sounds pretty. He's not doing it. He's not becoming president either, but he can't be president. So, I mean, yeah, yeah but, uh, I'm going to no. say that there's, there's all it, kind it, of bets are off with this dude. Yes, but at the same time, the for the preservation of the party's sake, he best not. Okay. Why does he care? No, here's the thing. How would he do it? Is this even in his power to do? He could defund certain things through executive order. He could pull certain funds, but not all. So really... So, I mean, if the, if the wording is a decrease of funds, then... Yeah, yeah but he's saying cancel in, You guys aren't even factoring in the, the politics... Of bullying and the politics of intimidation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and, what he's trying to do. He's trying to bully and he's trying to intimidate. Right, but but when you say he can't, he, there's only so many he can do. He can go to the to Republicans in Congress and say, "You do this, or I'm just going to use, you know, my power to tell the people that you're a sellout, and I'll make sure you're not reelected in 2018." But again, I, will, I, I won't campaign. I won't. Ca- I, not only will I not campaign for you, I'll campaign for anyone who wants to run against you in the Republican primary. But I know Miami. He can't intimidate Miami. They will go bring it. Come on. Right. 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 So, so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, he's he's got enough going on with this one where it's in it's in his best interest not to do it, especially if he wants to if he actually wants to serve two terms. Which is yet to be determined. I have a feeling he may be the one of the only presidents who, after four years, says, "You know what? I've had enough of this shit. I want to go be rich again." Yeah, the conflict of interest thing is another thing that's hanging over his head. It's amazing. It's so amazing. Okay, so sanctuary cities, probably, probably not. No. He could do some things, and but really, this is mostly bark with no bite. Yeah, because he would be hurting his party for for generations. Yeah, and it would be this a is, complex thing. He would have to like, I mean, really be intent on making that happen to really cancel all the funds is, that he could, and he'd have to marshal a lot of a lot of resources. And honestly, what, I don't what, think he has the attention span. Well, we're, we got to go back also to does he really care about the GOP, There's or that. does he, he just care about making his mark and making sure that his legacy lives uh, on forever? Yeah, he cares about legacy, mm-hmm. but the thing is, if he does this, his legacy will be that of a villain. He don't want I, that. He wants to be admired. He I, wants to be loved. Yeah, but he also wants to be feared, I think, at this point. He wants to be feared, think, but when he was at his lowest yeah. during this campaign, when he was huddled up in Trump Tower, yeah. the thing that recharged him, because there were even rumors that he may have dropped out, was he went down because he saw some of his supporters in front of Trump Tower, did a little handshake line with them for an hour, and then was immediately revitalized. He wants to be loved. Mm. He's the guy who wants to be on the cover of the New York Post triumphant. Classic narcissist. Yeah, I was just about to say. Classic narcissist. Okay. Fourth. Begin removing... The more than two million criminal, illegal immigrants from the country and cancel visas to foreign countries that won't take them back. (laughs) 
That's going to go over well. Yep. That was, but that's that's his campaign stump. Anti, anti-immigrant on this. Anti-immigrant. Xenophobic. Softening on this. What was this? What was the softening? I didn't. I didn't hear that yet. I, I, again, right, right towards the end. Small, small little press release. Right towards the end, before before election night, he was already softening. Going, no, we'll, we'll find a way for those with 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 excellent skills to to find a way to become citizens. And by excellent skills, I mean those that have any skills that can help me build the hotel. Exactly. <laughs> He'll keep the, the laborers. You've got to have all the bricklayers for the wall. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, right. No, there's already been softening on this stance, yeah. and there's uh, no way to implement it. So it was re- just rhetoric, guys. I just, I just realized it's not going to just be a wall. It's going to be the Walsino. <laughs> oh boy! It's just going to be one long hotel casino all need, the way along the border. You need, you need <laughs> to trademark that. You really need to trademark oh that. The Walsino. The Walsino. I can see on t- I can see on T-shirts. Oh. Well, there was that old joke. You put wow. a Walmart on the border, and workers come in the back, and shoppers <laughs> come in the front. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, I've heard that one too. Wow. Oh, it was a Home Depot when I heard it. Wow. Wow. It's um, well, just put all the big box stores all the way around. They got walls. <laughs> they, they got they got the best walls. You can by the way, the people trying to climb over the there. wall and you can you can place bets on whether they're going to make it. Oh, sorry geez. to sorry to break up the levity just for a moment, oh, but somebody I don't know who it was said it's not possible to do. Um This is this it is. Possible. Yeah. It is if you're willing, if you're willing to go to the darkest, the darkest measures that we have seen in modern times, because you know, Private Germany Russia happened. Might, yeah, what yeah. Germany happened? What NPR okay? had to say about it? NPR said, without the approval of Congress, a President Trump could instruct his immigration agents to round up every immigrant convicted of a crime and deport them all. There are currently 23 countries considered recalcitrant by, by ICE uh, because they will not accept criminal aliens sent from home uh, from the U.S. sent home from the U.S. Among them are Afghanistan, Cuba, Iran, and Zimbabwe. Uh, Trump could instruct his State Department to withhold visas for every citizen of these countries unless they agree to accept their deportees. He can do this without Congress. And do any of you actually believe that he's not capable of doing this? I mean, this sounds like the guy that I saw campaign for the last however many months. This is what he promised. No, I think it's absolutely possible. Yeah. I I think it's beyond possible. I think that this is almost a guarantee. Uh, And for for the simple fact that in the eyes of his supporters... This is, what this is an do. enormous photo op. I'm I'm doing what I told you I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. Here they are. I'm watching my boys do their thing now. However, he can play the victim, which he likes to do, and put the onus on Congress. Oh, and, and just instruct that. them to do it as opposed to and, actually and, taking and, unilateral yeah. action on his own. Yeah, he Precisely. could. He, he could pass the buck that way, and it is something that he, he likes to do. He likes to make. He, other, he likes to say words, the best words, and make other people jump as high as he as high as they can. 
because but I think he... he... Go ahead, Amber. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say that I, I think he has, you know, pet causes, basically, like things that he feels like he's going to have to deliver on because of the campaign. And I think he'll make this one of them. Yes. I, I, so I, I that he, he, so he can be soft on other things. I don't yes. think yeah. he can deliver. He has to deliver on this. I think he can pass the buck, play the victim because he here's he here's can have the it both ways part. that way. Yeah, he can have it. Here's both ways. the stick, sticky part. Is yes, there are some some nations that are recalcitrant on 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 taking their criminals. However, there is this thing called the UN. There's this thing called NATO, and there's diplomacy. And this could be such a debacle, such a quagmire that it would define his presidency and ruin his legacy. That is where I think he'll pass the buck. That's we're assuming that he's forward thinking enough to think of that mm-hmm. or that someone he's would not, stop but him. someone in his cabinet is the, the only chance they're going to have to find they're, they're going to have to find the same person that took away his Twitter account. Yeah. Yeah. And but give there's that person who the t- ability to. Who t- but that didn't even work. He's still tweeting. He's still he's still no, no, fucking tweeting it, that protests are unfair. They like, gave, no, they, no, they, they gave they, him they gave back, back his Twitter stuff after he got the election done. Yeah, they gave it back to him once he was president elect. Now, now here's the thing though. Obama doesn't have clear access, unfettered access to the internet. Obama does not tweet himself. No, it's through a staffer. Right. Are we going to see a actual online at 3 a.m. social media president getting into a tweet war with Putin? Possibly. Not with Putin. Not with Putin. Not with Putin. Well, that's China. only because Putin's not on Twitter. That's only because Twitter's not, he's no. not on there. No, now, he might get into a Twitter buddy, war buddy. with Boris Johnson. <laughs> yes, that could could be Boris. <laughs> okay, so on the on the immigration thing, I think he's when, going to act. David, you think he's going to act? Jason, uh, what do you absolutely. think? When did it go from eleven million that he was going to kick out to two million? Well, these are the criminal ones. Just the criminals, uh, not, not not just the illegal be... ones. These are the criminal ones. Oh, he's going to act for sure. If he, oh, yeah. if he lowered the number this down is, to two million, yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. he's going to have to. Okay, Amber. It's still it's still thirteen hundred people per day, give or take. Holy shit! <laughs> what do, do I think he's going to do it? Yeah. Is that, was that the question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I do. Paul. Yeah, he's he's going to act. Dan, Dan, you are sole. You're the only one I, here. I, I love being on my island. No, um, one dollar, one dollar. <laughs> you're all over. Yeah. <laughs> This yeah, is no, I, I I'm I, I firmly believe he's gonna pass the buck, act the victim, and it's not gonna happen. Um because just of the the political reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um and he loves to play the victim, guys. He, he, he loves to play the victim he and does. he's going to pass the buck. But he also loves to look strong. Okay, well oh, yeah. The, but it's this, better of, to be the of victim. all the of all the things that are day one things, mm-hmm. this is the one thing mm-hmm. that he can really get a photo op out of. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing else really is photo is op worthy. And really? on top of that, he wants a photo with though. <laughs> on top of that, I think it's one of the the big things. There's there's a couple of them, a few of them. One of the big things where if he doesn't go hardline on it, where if he doesn't try to do something himself about it, 
his he he's not going to get reelected. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I can see I can see the machine being spun if he directs Congress to clean but this up. Because one of his platforms needs, was how useless Congress was and how he was going to yeah, fix it. The, the but all these guys needs, report to me now. D- Daniel, I'll people, fire them. Daniel, the people that can't fire them. Vote for him. The, the people Congress. that he needs to vote for him in four years are not going to. I, I asked Congress to do it. Doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. In the in their in their verbiage. It's gonna look. It's gonna look. If he does. If he plays the victim, it's gonna look like he pushed out. See. Yeah. He's gonna look weak. See. The da- problem Daniel, is, Daniel, you're you're still thinking November seventh. You need to think November eighth. This uh, is a totally think, different world now. See, I, I don't think I'm thinking November seventh. <laughs> what what it's, I'm thinking it's not is not the same game anymore. It, it is it's different now. Is there's again. We saw the follow-up with him in Obama. His hands were in a, a, a downward prayer position. He, he, he was looking contrite, and that was the most uncomfortable <clears throat> set of photos I have seen in a long time. Also, he was a man oh, who was yeah. campaigning and already had plans in place of him starting his own new media empire because he lost, but he was <laughs> cheated. Um, I, think, I think, you know, earlier we said... Yeah. Here's the here's the dilemma. Earlier we said how the uh, executives at insurance companies had no plan for for Trump winning. Yeah. Um, I think Trump had no plan for Trump yeah. winning. Yeah. I th- this is the thing I agree with you most. Yeah. yeah. But and I and I think now he's pre- when people don't have a plan. That's what he looks like. Back, they revert back to who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, and at his core, he's a coward. He's a narcissist. He's a narcissistic demagogue who only cares about how he looks mm-hmm. to his adoring public. And playing the victim is not something that his adoring public yeah. is going to take well. And when now, people are afraid, and he's Donald not the John he's not Wayne the Trump. <laughs> yeah, Donald John Wayne Trump. Yeah, he can play that card. Yeah, he's and he's not he, the victim. He's the leader of the free motherfucking world. And when he, people he, are afraid, they are at their most dangerous and their most irrational. Yeah. He would rather be perceived as a loose cannon yeah. than as somebody who who did not shoot from the hip when they should have. Mm-hmm. They only like me wants, when I'm winning. They only like me when I'm winning. I'm a winner. He wants those adulations so much. It's what he craves, like we talked about earlier, and, that he'd be willing to do almost anything to get them. And in spite of any negative press or repercussions that come from the UN, he can spin that instantly without even like he is a breaking lie a sweat machine. or spending more than a sentence on it. He's a lie vending machine on a two for one. Twenty one for it, you guys. It, and this yeah, is just backlash on that. Done. Especially given <laughs> the fact that this whole election, from a macrocosm kind of view was globalism yeah. versus nationalism and nationalism won. So you're telling me he's going to give a shit what the UN says or what yeah. NATO I, says? I, I'm going to say that he's going to have to give a shit about what his security council says. I, I think that there are some political realities that one has to swallow. I think he's going to listen to them and then he's going to say you're fired and <laughs> then he's going to do whatever he wants anyway. And right, we've seen some of these political realities subverted anyway. I mean, this. I mean, he he had people saying, "You forget this is the guy that during during the election cycle 
had his campaign manager, his vice president, saying, of course we're going to accept the results of the election. And minutes later, he went out and said, <laughs> "I'm going to keep well, we're gonna have, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to accept. And you think he's going to give a shit what his national security advisors say. Okay. Yeah, I do, um, actually. I do. I, 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 I do. I think he's a complete loose cannon. I I, I, I I will be on my island sipping Coronas. Daniel, okay? <laughs> I hope that you're right and we are ghastly wrong. Ditto. But I, I can drink. I'll drink to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he is also fifth. Suspend immigration from terror-prone regions where vetting cannot not safely occur. All vetting of people coming into our country will be considered extreme vetting is that like a new new sport at the exchange it it must be is new reality tv show is extreme vetting oh wow that's where i was headed oh wow tells me is he has no idea about the current vetting process in places like syria no he doesn't he has no idea he's just gonna put it's already he's gonna put 13 people in in a room with a bunch of cameras and they're gonna have to vote on which of them they think is most likely (laughs) to be a terrorist (laughs) <laughs> and when when they get down to the last two, the last one's going to win. So one of the thirteens coming through, and no, I, then we only I have think, to spend resources on that person. I think this is more likelihood of happening than than our previous discussion. Oh yeah, this well, this, this is easy. This is an easy one. This is a softball one because the ramifications are so small. Are they? Yeah, this was this was de- now this was definitely happening. Yeah. I, I agree. It's, yeah, this one, it's easy. Yeah. The ramifications are again nothing. He's going to give a shit about, um, and it makes him again a hero. Yeah, who's carrying out exactly what he said about the safety he of our ha- nation. It he already has support from 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 other nations. Britain is already, you know, rah rahing and doing this sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean. Russia, why do they care about refugees? Um, no, th- this is perfectly fine. This is a softball. He's going to knock this one right out of the park. And this is one that he can have that photo op about. I mean, Russia's helping create some of the refugees. so Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, but before we move on, uh, ext- for extreme vetting, because I think that would be a really awesome game show. There was, um, I can't remember the name of it. There was... Uh, Something Castle. It was a a game show where they had the Takeshi's Castle. Yes, I think that's also known as MXC. MXC. That should be the extreme vetting. I think that if he wants a game show, if he wants a TV network, extreme vetting. If you win at MXC, if you win, if you win, you're in. You win, you're in. I. There you go, Trump. Go ahead and take that, and uh, well, I will enjoy the first season at least. Okay. So, but yes, he's definitely going to be able to do that. It's just a simple executive order to make that kind of thing happen. Okay, so we've been going on for quite some time, and these lists, they always get us talking. Uh, that's just the way this is. So we do have, um, we have a last section, and we already talked about quite a bit of it with Obamacare, so a lot of it we can skip. But <clears throat> next, I will work with Congress to introduce the following broader legislative measures, and fight for their passage within the first 100 days of my administration. Real quick here. These are all acts. 
These are all things that he's actually going to have to formulate legislation to put through as acts. He doesn't have to do that. His administration is going to have to do that. Yes. I'm speaking They're, of um, I'm speaking of the royal we when <laughs> you know in this. Yeah. Um um some of it is Alec. really awful. Yeah, Alec's going to probably draft a whole bunch. Um, the Middle Class Tax Relief and Simplification Act. <laughs> this All is, you need to know, instead of seven tax brackets, there will be three. Uh, a middle class family rate, of two yeah. children will get a 35% tax cut, yeah. and the business rate will be lowered from 35 to 15%. Also, there will no longer be a head of household. Yeah, and American corporate money overseas can be now brought back at a 10% rate. Um, it will require help to get through the House. I uh, don't know if they're going to go for it. Paul Ryan probably has an all sorts of ideas about uh, a, a better budget plan. Because um, that was kind of his, his, his bag anyway. So we'll, we'll see about that. I don't know. I don't know if that's actually going to work he, out. He, he will put it forward. It will yeah. get massaged yeah. by the legislature and we'll probably see something horrific go through. And then he'll mm-hmm. probably say, no, you destroyed my simplification. Yeah. So I, so it's not the same. You ruined it. You're all awful. And then, uh, yeah, it'll be a giant thing. And then they'll have to go on MXC to get out of it. Okay, I suspect so. that this is already written. Paul Ryan already has a copy of it. Mm. Has had a copy of it for probably about a year. They've just been sitting on it, waiting for their time. I don't know about a year, but I, I'm I'm fairly certain the not if he didn't the, actually expect to win. The plan that they they actually put together as part of their promotion for 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 the presidential run that has probably been massaged and worked on a little bit, mm-hmm. but the a fully formalized bill has yet to come to fruition yeah we haven't seen it yet but uh, the reason we'll i say this is after this this is you know a whole laundry list of items that he wants to do mm-hmm. in regards to these acts the fact that they already have names and he's got details about what's in them yeah tells me he didn't come up with any of this in all likelihood this is stuff that's already written it's already, you know, Alex already put their stamp of approval on you know, it. Paul Ryan's got I'm, it in his, his back drawer. That. I'm glad you mentioned that there's probably something already like that. Let's look at the next one. End the Offshoring Act. That establishes tariffs to discourage companies from laying off their workers in order to relocate in other countries and ship their products back to the U.S. tax-free. Uh, there's already one of these, and it didn't pass. Uh it was Senate 80, uh, 3816, Creating American Jobs and Ending Offshoring Act. It was in the 111th Congress, 2009 to 2010, uh, and it would have done all of this and did not get enough votes to pass. So since they're trying again, it might work. Well, it's also we're also talking about a period of time when they were just really ramping up the obstruction of everything Obama. That's true. So It, it um, narrowly didn't pass. It narrowly didn't it pass. It narrowly didn't pass. It didn't this get the is, 60 votes This is needed. probably one of those bills where Democrats took a long, sharp, and jagged sword and stuffed it up their own butts <laughs> to spite Obama and really? helped with the obstruction when they could have forced this through in that first two years, that critical two years where he had a major, a super major. well, he didn't have a super majority, but he had a majority in yeah. in 
Senate, the House yeah. of Representatives and the Senate, yeah. and they didn't do it, and now it's not going to have their stamp on it. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I think they, they this is probably going to go through. Um, it it didn't pass with fifty three in the majority, so they were uh, they were only seven short. I think this may not pass because of corporate interest. I don't know, but he's going to give them this humongous tax break. He's you know, dropping their their <clears throat> corporate taxes by a full twenty percent. Yeah. And they can bring nine out of ten dollars back into the states, which I don't think that they're going to do anyway. This could but. also this could also be in exchange for killing the TPP, because it's about mm-hmm. shipping products back to the U.S. tax free. Now that actually could be a good horse trade. So I think I think for, that's for his administration that could yeah, be a horse trade. I think that's why, probably where that's going to happen. Why would you bring nine out of ten dollars back when you can keep ten out of ten dollars offshore? Precisely, and. Since he has no other teeth, since he's already reducing their tax rate by a full twenty percent, he's got he's got no leverage to force them to bring that money back. And but he does th- have is incentive a reason, from Europe. There is a reason why they would, and and that would be manipulating the currency. If if they're playing the markets and dancing the money around from from country to country, they could play the the exchange rates and actually make out okay. And then they'd have that money that they could then leverage something in the United States. There's, there's all sorts of reasons to do it. Well, the, the big reason to do it is if you're using, like, Ireland as a tax shelter. We'll use yeah. Apple as an example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the EU is now put, applying pressure to any member nations to get all the taxes they can out of corporations. Regardless uh, of what the corporation and that that member state has in an agreement, the EU wants its money. Yeah. And so they're going to be applying pressure there, and this is incentivizing, hey, guys, we'll be your new tax shelter. Mm. Come on over. Yeah. And you could definitely see why a Trump would want to do that. So, yeah. So that's uh, I think that's likely. I think that's going to happen. It might work. Okay, then American Energy and Infrastructure Act leverages public-private partnerships and private investments through tax incentives to spur $1 trillion in infrastructure investment over 10 years. It is revenue neutral, stated by the the claim. It's revenue neutral in one way, in that the initial investment will be neutral. However... Mm -hmm. Your taxpayers and those that will have those delightful, you know, toll roads will hmm. be paying for it for generations to come. Yeah, tax incentives. Incentives. That's all it is. So uh, we don't know what's in it. A trillion dollars is an awful lot of money, especially to be revenue neutral at all. I mean, just as a claim. It's, we have to be talking about the yeah. entire interstate system. It, it's got to be something taxes. like that. All the all the bridges and everything. For I mean, for it to be a value of a trillion dollars, yeah. that's a lot of friggin' road. We could do solar friggin' war, uh, roadways that way. Well, they're not going this, to. But yeah. <laughs> no, what I've heard for, for for this is it's not just roads. Um, it's also bridges, yeah. dams, electrical infrastructure. It's incentivizing railways, all. Yeah. 
it's incentivizing all that for private development. Yeah. And then it will be privately held. Yeah. That and then, the and therefore, privately told. Yep. And, and they got this idea from Mike Pence, who did it in Indiana, where it's been a disaster. Well, uh, yeah, because if your population can't move from one place <laughs> to the other without breaking their own bank, um, you have effectively just hamstrung their ability to grow. Well, the biggest thing they found was that people avoided those roads and took smaller back roads instead, thereby ruining the smaller roads and causing the taxpayers right. to pay more to fix those roads. Right. Yep. Brilliant. Which is kind of what happens here in Orlando. But how yep. do you get around the interstate system? Oh, the entire interstate system? Not efficiently. No. Yeah, no. It's like, no. you could get there. Well, I get my kicks For on example, Route 66. For example, I drove from, from Sanford, Florida to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and took 24 hours one way. Or it could take me a whole week if I stuck entirely to back roads. Yeah, it's not really effective kind of thing. No. Okay. All right, so are you ready to get really pissed off? I'm ready to get really pissed off. Ready? Ready? I'm, ready? I'm already there, but I'll, We're not I'll, there already. I'll join you. No, no. School Choice and Education Opportunity Act. I don't have enough beer in this house. School <laughs> Choice and Education Opportunity Act. It redirects education dollars to give parents the right to send their kids to the public, private, charter, magnet, religious, or homeschool of their choice. It ends Common Core, brings education supervision to local communities, and it expands vocational and technical education and makes two- and four-year college more affordable. I do have a link for more information on his uh, education plans with a, uh, an article out on NPR. Um, so it's going to blow up the learning standards. Um, there aren't going to be any standards, basically. And Ben Carson might be overseeing this. And that is my headcanon. Boom. I, yep. I'm serious. I know. I know. Yeah, no, we know. Um, Young Earth creationist, uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, the, the, the pyramids were actually grain silos, Ben Carson. Well, that's and, what at least some of this is about, is religion. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, how will Private, we pay for it? Charter and religious or homeschool. Those are, those are the important ones there. You guys, Magnus where'd... schools number so few that it's it's almost not worth yeah. mentioning. What happened to Nibiru? Like, why why did that never come to fruition? <laughs> the the planet that was supposed to slam into ours and destroy it in 2012. <laughs> like. <laughs> I think because God has, God has a sense of humor and he wants us to live through this shit. Uh, I mean, well, I feel, we could have gone out on a high note. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> the, speaking of some high notes, this is not really likely to, to take place. Okay. Uh, the Common Core standards are adopted and replaced at the state level, and the new federal education law, ESA, uh, ESSA, will make it very difficult for Trump to actually change that. Uh, then, of course, how will he pay for it? Not with new money. He has been clear, but redirects education dollars is vague. It's so vague. Yeah. Um, the fact is, much of the money the U.S. government spends in schools goes to districts that serve low-income, at-risk students. 
Under Trump's plan, at least some of the Title I dollars would end up going to more affluent districts or leaving the public system entirely, which would then yeah. underserve everyone. And, okay, so... Oh. That, that's really what I see, where I see mm. this heading, is the whole privatization kick yeah. of you're going to get the schooling you can afford and federal dollars are going to step out of it. Education is fundamental, people. Help. Please, 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 please don't don't let this happen. <laughs> in a, in I, a way, that kind of already happens with the, the way that public schools receive funding from property taxes. So, I mean... It does. And it, that's, it does. Uh, the, the federal funds help to normalize a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. They, I'm not. They came up with the, the whole school grading system mm-hmm. where they were already underfunded and it's a it's a harder neighborhood to teach in. So they underperform because people in the neighborhood that uh, nobody ever leaves don't feel like there's any value in doing well. So. No. Oh um, yeah, I, I'm not supportive of this or trying to downplay it. I'm just saying that like it's already fucked up, and this would just make yeah. it more fucked up. No, no, this would. Oh yeah, the brain drain in this country would be on a bullet train. Oh yeah, is it not already brain drain no, on a bullet train? I like the sound of that. I don't like the sound of it, but I like the sound of it. To put this into context, mm. there's a ton of people in the right wing who feel that the public school system is nothing but an indoctrination mm-hmm. setting for people to learn liberal thought. Mm-hmm. That is that is true. There are those on, on so, the alt-right that are, are believe that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. So they would like nothing more than to see the entire public school system done away with Burned and we can ground. get back to religious education yeah. As as the standard and status quo. Mm-hmm. Making way for new oligarchy. Christian okay. Madras, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh moving on from that before I shoot somebody. Uh okay. <laughs> go, to, go to full Andy. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, okay. So uh then we are on to the repeal and replace Obamacare Act. Uh what it states fully repeals Obamacare and replaces it with health savings accounts, the ability to purchase health insurance across state lines, and let states manage Medicaid funds. Reforms will also include cutting the red tape at the FDA. There are over 4,000 drugs awaiting approval. And we especially want to speed the approval of life-saving medications. At the cost Without testing. Of testing. <laughs> Pesky human testing. That Pesky safety regulations. So, yeah. in essence, he's going to gut the FDA. Yeah. And he's going to deregulate the insurance industry with the saving grace that we're going to have these health savings accounts that you can buy from across straight state lines, which in theory will improve um, competition. Competition until the health insurance industry becomes like the Bell phone industry huh. and merges its way into a super entity where you have four choices all of them bad all of them bad and yeah. none of them compete in any specific market no now i had so a, it I becomes have a comcast and time warner yes yeah uh non-overlapping magisterious um okay i i have a prediction 
And let's let's see if it works here. Okay, so he's going to have the su- the support of the Senate and the House, uh, mm-hmm. but this is such a big bill that nobody even read it in the first place. So it's going to take a long time to dismantle it. It can't just be repealed. That that doesn't work. That kills twenty million people. You know, it's it's ridiculous. So what I suspect is going to happen is that some things are going to be tweaked, but the entire service as a whole is just going to be rebranded. I don't think so. It's just going to be rebranded as some Trump care thing, something that that more fits to it was a Republican plan all along kind of thing. And then, are we but putting still DHCA allow... through a photocopier and, and then putting yes. a new logo at the top? Yes, very, very similar uh, to that in many cases. I don't know, considering how vehemently they have tried to just defund this bill before Trump. Right, but they never yeah. had anything to actually put in its place. So what no, they're going they to do... that was the idea. I know. not have anything. I know, but no, that what, they're, what they'll do is they will, in fact, repeal it. They will replace it with the exact same thing but with Trump care on the top. I don't think so. I think they're going to go with this health savings account thing. Well, that too, but health savings accounts are also a part of Obamacare in certain places. No, I think that that's going to be it. Just straight up that? Yeah, Just that straight up vouchers. That. Because you can't, like, there. there's so many complexities to the uh, Affordable Care Act yeah. that it's, it's they're, easier they're just gonna to take chop the it la- down. They're going to take the lazy way out. Wow. They're going to they're going to chop it down. It's going to be a huge photo op for Obama. And whatever they replace it with, they don't want it to look the same. They don't want it to feel the same. They don't the want it to be the, the same. same. Yeah. And on top of that, like there there are a lot of little things in the Affordable Care Act, like 85% of the of the money taken in has to go to providing care. Right. Which, Which is why we've seen Aetna try to leave states because they weren't making yeah. enough profit, even money. though even though they they had then stated in their quarterly results record profits. Yeah. You can't but we didn't you can't get say, all the money. Yeah, you can't say that you that you aren't making money, that you're losing money when you post record profits. That's mark to market accounting from Enron. But we're not making all the money. We want all, all the money. money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The the health savings account, what they allow these the insurance industry to do is become a a bigger and more vicious racket than shady bank practices. Yeah. And that you get this account, you can only use it for very specific things. Mm-hmm. You have to put a lot of money into it every single month. Yep. They get to loan out the money to other companies because uh-huh. of the deregulation of banking. They get to turn your, they get your to money into their a commodity off of it. and trade on it. They're, and and if, if their investments go south, go crazy, bankrupts the company, they're going to get out with their golden parachutes and start up another insurance company. And you lose everything. Everything. Yep. All that money All just it. goes... Because it's oh, no. because it's a, it doesn't go it goes directly into the pockets of the people running the racket. Oh, it was already loaned out. Right. It's not even there. Your 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 money's not here. Your money is gone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a and then, that's and a then dim they future. sold the debt for pennies on the dollar. So, right. not only is your money gone, but what whatever there was of it is now worth a fiftieth of what it once was. Yeah, I I I actually I do 
believe that we will probably see the resurrection of debtors' prison. Mm-hmm. You already have them. Yeah, I was going to say there's already. It happens in minorities continuously, yeah. where they mm-hmm. are assessed a fine. Yeah. They can't make that fine because they don't have a job because they have a criminal record, <laughs> and then they go to prison because they couldn't pay the fine. It's going to be the same thing. It's and just going to filter into private do... prison, so they make more money. It's but this is this is going to super adversely affect uh, the the poorest and most disadvantaged of white folk. Um, let's so, go, let's move to them real quick. Affordable <laughs> child care and elder care act oh, allows good. Americans to deduct child care and elder care from their taxes. Incentivizes employers to provide on site child care services and create tax free dependent care savings accounts for both young and elderly dependents with matching contributions for low-income families. Savings accounts. It's another Mm -hmm. savings account, and I got screwed out of about $1,000 because I actually tried one of these once. Because the money went away. All of these things are literal fraud to Mm -hmm. move money out of the hands Mm -hmm. of the American population into the hands of the 1%. And... We're it's, uh, on it's a, a re- fairly regular seven to ten year cycle. We're all going to get collectively fucked. Yeah, it's a loan. You just you're giving them the money, and then they have to. Then you have to really ask for it back. There's no incentive to do this, really. No, and there's and all it is is a, it's a pre-tax thing. That's for all it a is. Private organization which will be running this system to dip their hand into the cookie jar. Yeah. I mean, and if if they do it organization wide, mm-hmm. then they screw the people. And there's so many people who who did this that's going to be hard to nail down who's most at fault. Yeah. Um, Lessons so, from past screwed yeah, jobs. Yeah. So so my my uh, I did write a little statement when I was uh, you know in a clear clearer headspace. Uh, this will be confusing for elders and only benefits insurance companies as you contribute money to these and then they make it hard for you to be reimbursed. Uh, and then they don't allow it all to roll over in some cases. And if you, uh, if, you lo- uh, if you lose the money, then they pocket it, basically. So yeah. if that, and, that's, and that's just gone. So, of course, they're going to pass it. because Life insurance, yeah. in a nutshell. Basically, yeah. But you, you've got this million dollar policy, but you can only die in these five ways. Yeah. <laughs> now it's not on the list. Now people that are Done. affluent, but on the cusp, like right there where they need to lower their their overall income, so they hit that lower tax bracket. That's where these come into play because it's pre tax money. So you can, you know, bump up your contributions to it. And then try your damnedest to get money out of it. And it, it, one way or the other, you're changing your tax bracket if you're in that, that area. It's, it's short-term gain, but yeah. possibly long-term loss. Right. Th- this is a rich man's game right here. That's all it is. To try and, and just <laughs> but, cheat But if taxes. you have the disposable income to do that, you probably don't care if you lose this money. Pretty much. Yeah, then it's just a game. You're just playing a game. But... But if uh, Trump gets his wish with the three tax, bra- tax brackets instead of seven, right. it's, it's going to be meaningless. Exactly. I feel like that should be America's new motto is this is a rich man's game right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's in our uh, T-shirt. 
<laughs> a rich man's game. Okay, end illegal immigration act. <sighs> well, this fully funds the construction of a wall on our southern border with the full Holy understanding pumps. that the country Mexico will be reimbursing the United States for the full cost of such wall, establishes a two-year mandatory minimum federal prison sentence for illegally re-entering the U.S. after a previous deportation, and a five-year mandatory minimum for illegally re-entering for those with felony convictions, multiple misdemeanor convictions, or two or more prior deportations. Also reforms visa rules to enhance penalties for overstaying and to ensure open jobs are offered to American workers first. And uh, th- thank you uh, for uh, Walsino copyright 19, uh, uh, no, 2016. 2016. Walsino 2016. Yeah. Uh, the Mexican president uh, went on the record once again and said we're not paying for a wall. So Though they can go ahead and pass this, it's the American people that will be funding it. All yep. stop. Because you can't force you can't force another nation to pay for your own construction project. Now, yeah, but they'll, they'll just pay for it out of the, the Department wall? of Education funds they rip from every state. Who's going to be building the wall? Yeah. Illegal immigrants, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Again, is this going to be a... a, a- Hey, that's how Mexico. That's how Mexico pays for it. I just figured it out. I just figured it out. If he has the illegal aliens build it, he can claim, "Well, Mexico paid for it. these are their citizens." <laughs> I got the free labor. What are you talking about? Well, I wonder if it's going to be like the the Great Wall of China, where it's like there's a certain number of Chinese workers per mile of wall oh, that are embedded buried, in it, buried in it. Yeah. yeah, there's several people the that several, tried um, to run from the construction and stuff like that. There were several people that are, that are buried uh, down deep in Hoover Dam because they just got got trapped in when they were pouring the concrete too fast. Gone. So, Oops. is this going to be a privately created wall through tax incentives, uh, or is this going to be a public wall? It says fully funded. Fully funds but. the construction of a wall on our southern border. With the full understanding that the country of Mexico was so, the think- Army Corps of Engineers is going to have to engineer yes. and build this wall. Yes. Yes. Do you think he just hires uh, Mexican contractors and then just doesn't pay them? Uh, he'll probably say, "I'm not pleased with that wall," and then <laughs> offer them half, and then pay them a third. He doesn't. Well, he's not going to care. <laughs> it's because it's it's not his money that he's working with now. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that, that's beneath him. <laughs> so. It's well beneath. It's that. not coming out of his pocket. Um, it's going to get built, and it'll be fully paid for. And in all likelihood, just like all mega uh, construction projects that our government does overseas, it'll be done by Halliburton. Oh <laughs> and, God! Uh, there, there will be oh. kickbacks to all the uh, the politicians who ensured that they got the the single no bid contract Shit. for building it. You're, you're right. It's going to be Halliburton. Halliburton's going to build the wall. Mm-hmm. That's that's gonna suck. Uh, oh man! You think you can sell billboards on the wall? Oh, ad space, ad revenue along the wall. Why not? I, well, yeah. Why uh, not? You'll have ad revenue on the wall. That will be complete private industry because yeah. it'll be thirty feet away from the wall. Um, yeah. There will be uh, the Walcino, of course, where you can buy your Walcino T-shirts. 
Right. Exit, and of course. Make you America have to, great again. Has you have to made exit America through the gift shop. Yeah, it could be like it, it could be like uh, like Pedro's place on uh, on the drive uh, from, from Florida. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Up it, yeah. They can have the billboards. You're oh, only twenty mi- miles from. Yeah, nice. it's great. Wow, that's twenty point five miles. It's gonna be huge. Yep. It's gonna be huge. Okay. All right. So um, now we're on to other things. Restoring Community Safety Act. Okay. Reduces surging crime, drugs, and violence by creating a task force on violent crime and increasing funding for programs that train and assist local police, increase resources for federal law enforcement agencies, and federal prosecutors to dismantle criminal gangs and put violent offenders behind bars. Let me let me go ahead and translate that one for you into into proper English. Um, that, <laughs> that's the that's the we're gonna stop and frisk whoever the fuck we want, beat the shit out of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Act that's, because that's they're that because they're gonna be on the TFOVC task force so, on violent crime. Well, but I also is, is I read slightly different from. into this in that we're also going to provide true and up to date military equipment to all police yep. forces uh, so that they can better handle these super violent hyper violent protesters oh, right they're, they're protesters. The, the professional yeah, professional, professional protesters. protesters very yeah. upsetting very yeah. very disgraceful they're paid $1500 a piece to be there yeah um, i don't think this is really going to happen uh, because it was ra- it would Where's raise taxes like- it would raise taxes. Where, where's the money coming from? And he's it's already, he's already trying to lower it. That he's going to gut. Right, 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 right. Or, or the, the mandate and all the funds that are going into the Affordable Care Act. Overall, crime is lower. Yeah. Than it's been in years. But that's a fact, and we don't care about those. We don't oh, care right. about those. That's right. I mean, so why would we, we, we might care as well about those on. when we can... We can literally quietly destroy Social Security, but leave the tax on everybody's paycheck to pay for this military equipment. Yeah. Yeah, it's he is just the inevitable result of the laziness of our political discourse in this country. Someone just brought up fucking Social Security. You could fix Social Security tomorrow if you just lifted the cap. Yeah, if you yeah. just fucking lifted the cap, we'd never have to fucking talk about it again. I mean, yep. it's insane that it, wh- where's the cap? At, is it one hundred and fifty thousand? I forget I where it was the 90, cap. Ninety-two. Ninety-two. Wherever it is. Hey, let's say it's ninety. Let's say it's ninety-six thousand for argument's sake. I got the Google it's insane. It's insane to me that a guy making ten million dollars a year pays the same into Social Security that that guy does. But, the but cap, you can't uh, make. For 2016, the maximum amount of taxable earnings is 118,500. Ooh. So, so right. I, I go out and make 118,500, and I'm going to pay the same into Social Security that Donald Trump is, yep. and that's okay. Less. You'll be paying more. He pays less. Right. Because uh, he obviously only makes a dollar or something. You know. Some. It's it's, you know, it, he is the inevitable result of what we've created. Mm-hmm. Um. In, in political discourse, and that's why every one of these, when we go, I don't know if this could possibly happen. Yeah. There's a 
there's a whole part of me that's going sit back and wait for it to happen. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like, well, we didn't think he was possible either. Yeah. Right. He's a magic man at this point. So, okay. So that was um, that was fun. Okay, so we have two more, and then we can, and then we can we can put this to bed. Okay, restoring <laughs> restoring National Security Act rebuilds our military by eliminating <laughs> the defense sequester and expanding. I know, I know, I know. Hang on, and. <laughs> Uh, An expanding military investment provides veterans with the ability to receive public VA treatment or attend the private doctor of their choice. Vouchers. Protect our vital infrastructure from cyber attack. Establishes new screening procedures for immigration to ensure those who are admitted to our country support our people and values. Oh, that last one. Yeah, that last bit. It's like... Ooh, Where the oh. fuck did that come from? It's like, mean, it's like oh, one of these things is not like the other. I believe like, what the that fuck? might have come from Joseph Goebbels, I think. Yeah. Um, it's, wow. Just one. We <laughs> spend more than any other nation on Earth and multiple nations combined. But we must rebuild. Military. Uh-huh. And, and our military spending is above where it was when the sequester cuts hit hit initially so we're yeah. spending more now than we were spending when the sequester cuts hit so I guess we're going to pump all the money yeah. into the military the thing is our so we're going to have some new fire jets that we don't need yeah mm-hmm. yeah we're, we're going to order more of those tanks that we're just going to get parked you, you know you know what I mean we, if we you, keep know, you know you know what we need in this country we need the fucking journalists to pull a Ross Perot and, and just get a fucking whiteboard and and do the math for the idiots in this country. You just stand up there and do the math, yeah. Every time someone proposes one of these fucking things, go, hey, stupid, this is what he's saying, and this is why it doesn't make mathematical sense. Wait the fuck up. Paul, that's what this show is. That is what this show is. That we're That's why we're I like here, to say the numbers dance. We are here to to dismantle this and it's like and just apply some common sense logic. We are laymen. We are just looking at this with a skeptical eye and it, it's, it all falls apart. It smells bad. This is wrong. It's like rebuild our military. We already have the biggest, strongest, bestest military ever. I think I went on an epic rant about uh, the amount of double think involved in right-wing ideology when discussing yeah. various topics the military included yeah. right now it you know we're spending the most amount of money we've almost ever spent on a yearly basis on our military and um people still think that we're we're somehow weaker now after eight years of obama yeah i, I don't see how i mean it's amazing um, we are spending so much on military infrastructure. Yeah. We're not paying our guys better. No. We're not, we're not, not caring for our guys. Yeah, but we're just giving them better, shinier toys to go and get killed with. Now, I mean, I do like that they that they at least mentioned veterans on here. But I know that that's just going to be we're going to give vouchers for veterans. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's as opposed to actually a, caring for them. It's a bumper sticker. You'll probably see it on an, right next to the NRA bumper mm-hmm. sticker somewhere on yeah. some big rolling coal, 
you know, truck yeah. out there. The ability uh, the to receive public VA treatment. Yeah. The the point of including the word veterans on there was specifically to use it as a buzzword to make yeah. you feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. But really, this is about privatizing the VA and just now this that is, money into corporate hands. Hang on. Also, they're going to take over the Internet. Vital infrastructure from cyber attack. That means they're going to put in safeguards and things like that and continue the NSA snooping. Yeah. That's what this is. National security. It's a national security letter. Mm-hmm. To everybody. You can't tell anybody about what's in it. You just have to do it. It's all secret. All secret. So, could this happen? I don't know. Uh, NPR, they, they went through and they have a, they have a, a note here. Uh, 2011 Budget Control Act, which imposed automatic across-the-board spending restrictions since it was first passed, uh, repealing it, even with Republican majorities in both houses of Congress, would require new consensus about exempting both defense and non-defense spending from the restrictions, as well as an agreement about how to pay for any new spending that Trump proposes. His VA proposal sounds a lot like the Veterans Choice Program that Congress enacted after a high-profile VA scandal in 2014, one that enables veterans to go outside the VA system. So, can this happen? Based on that, no. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's something I want to, I kind of want to point out here. Please, is uh, it's the Restoring National Security Act. It's mm-hmm. got a bunch of goals, but yeah. no real meat and potatoes as to, you know, we're going to increase military spending by say X percent. There's no numbers. It's, it's open there's, and there's no numbers. The End Illegal Immigration Act, fully funding the construction of the wall. Open-ended. Two-year mandatory minimum federal prison sentence. This sounds like they've got something they actually worked off of uh, to put this synopsis into their document for the first 100 days. Like this, we might actually see this law get votes placed on it. So... Based on our summaries, they can't do it. But based on what's actually in the legislation that they want to put through, they might actually try. They're going to try anyway, and it might actually make it. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, because this is this would be the executive high-level overview kind of thing. Um, Again, they don't know about the nitty-gritty about paying for it yet, and the, that's the where middle. that's 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 where it can all break down. Yeah, is how do you pay for it? That's the thing. Well, I think it's, well, it's they also a low bar. They put it on the credit card. Yeah. What's that, Jason? Well, it's also a low bar to hit. You don't give any specific goals, and then you you hit a small right. target, and then you said you did it. Yeah, that's true. It's it is it's it's totally open ended. It has vague yet specific things that it wants to do to achieve those vague goals. In mm-hmm. fact, as far as goals go, it doesn't actually have any. It has mm-hmm. ideas as goals. So there's nothing to hit. Now broad, the, the, this is the broad side of a mountain. The End Illegal Immigration Act, I could actually see him really trying to go through with this because <clears throat> it's a big construction project, which he loves. He loves yeah. big construction projects. It's, it's because at the end of the thing. day, there's some large thing. It doesn't matter if it's the backside of its cardboard. Um, <laughs> it's a Hollywood wall. Point to it and say that I, I built this thing. And now we're safer. 
Yeah, that's that's true, and it's it's his signature thing. Yeah. Um, Trump Trump casinos, Trump epically large buildings. Mama Van down here in the chat room says uh, that they must convert to Christianity to get into the country. And that's that probably true. And that they'll probably start the draft back up. Uh, mm. You know, with the uh, I, I don't see him starting the draft back up with the Restoring National Security Act. Uh, it might be there. I don't. I don't see them doing any um, any formal mandatory service things like like we no. see in other countries where you ha- you have to do two years of service to do anything you know like that. Um, well, at least not in the first term. <laughs> not not inside uh, the first hundred days. I see where I you're think going with that. Yeah. If if he kicked off an actual world war, I could see him and en- enacting a draft. Yeah. Uh, because there would be a real legitimate need for yeah. all of the bodies now. <laughs> yeah. Is, is it irony that a draft dodger would enact the draft? It is irony. <laughs> Delicious, horrible irony. Hip- hypocrisy and irony. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible things. Okay. Um, all right. Last one. Clean Up Corruption in Washington Act enacts new ethics reforms to drain the swamp and reduce the corrupting influence of special interests on our politics. I, I lump this in there with the Restoring National Security Act where there's no there's no meat. Um, there's no potatoes here What does here it either. even mean to drain the swamp? Yeah. That's a term that's never been used to describe the corruption in Washington only to the American in, people, so it's this campaign. nebulous yeah. BS term that he just ripped out of his butt. It is. It is. It's just a, a nebulous BS term. That's good. And appropriate. That's exactly what it is. And <laughs> corruption? No. Again, dark money is what funds the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Lobbying is what keeps the Republican Party afloat. Yeah. There's no getting rid of this. No. Well, I mean, that's dark money and lobbying is how Washington runs today and has run for uh, a very, very long time. Well, not the dark money so much, but the lobbying has been a strong part of our democracy since... Basically the beginning. Well, not, not entirely the beginning, but it became much more of a thing. After Eisenhower, mm. Mm. Yeah. But it, it was it was always allowed. I think there there it was, was always which it was not allowed. It was always there, but it didn't become this sort of industry, a true industry. It is, yeah, it is. That. Uh, 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 until after Eisenhower, and, and then he the ball started on, rolling. He warned us on the way out the door. Yeah, because he could see it. He, he he saw it coming. He warned us, and then we did absolutely nothing about it. Yeah. Terrible stuff. Terrible stuff. Okay. Well, I think actually it might, <sighs> it very well might predate Eisenhower. And it's just something that he he really stumbled into when he became president of the United States. And suddenly it was very clear uh, why, why the Great Depression happened. If I'm getting <laughs> my history right, he was post-Great Depression. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. he mm-hmm. he was way post, yeah. way post, guys. 
again. Yeah. Again, he 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 put he did a public works thing, and actually, funny thing, going back to Bernie a little bit. Eisenhower had some under him. We had some of the highest corporate tax rates in the history oh, yeah. of this nation. We had thirty-two tax brackets under Eisenhower. Yes. Wow, I did not know that. I learned he, something. He was he was vying for a one hundred percent tax bracket. If you make over a certain amount of money, he wanted to take a hundred percent of it. Wow. Well, I can understand. I, I, can, I can't if, even if, go that far. That's no, that's too much. No, no. I, I can yeah. understand it. I can understand it if there were were, were certain deductions that you could use. Yeah. Because remember the ta- with, with the corporate tax, that was profit. If right. you reinvested into the company, you didn't get taxed on it. Right. So it promoted reinvestment expansion. Yeah. This and was, paying of benefits for your employees. He wanted a 100% income tax bracket so that the the leaders of a company wouldn't be able to pay themselves to an extreme excess. They, and couldn't, simply, they had to keep under the threshold. They had to keep under the threshold and they couldn't pillage the companies they worked for. Uh, as, as we wrap this segment and the show, um, since we were speaking of Eisenhower... Uh, his big military-industrial uh, complex speech. Uh, the last, the last segment is, you know, his goodbye as president. So, in my last, last good night to you as president, I thank you for your, for the many opportunities you have given me for public service in war and peace. I trust that in the service, you find some things worthy. As for the rest of it, I know you will find ways to improve performance in the future. You and I, my fellow citizens, need to be strong in our faith that all nations under God will reach the goal of peace with justice. May we be ever unswerving in devotion to principle, confident but humble with power, diligent in pursuit of the nation's great goals. To all the people of the world, I once more give expression to America's bravery and continued aspiration. We pray that all peoples of all faiths, all races, all nations may have their great human needs satisfied, that now those denied opportunity shall come to enjoy it in the full, that all who yearn for freedom may experience its spiritual blessings, that those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibilities, that all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity, that the scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made to disappear from the earth, and that in the goodness of time all people will come to live together in a peace guaranteed by the biding force of mutual respect and love. Mm. Oh. What a one-world government bastard he was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I like you. You're awesome. <laughs> that was Eisenhower, everybody. Um, <laughs> also known as the Great Socialist. With, with After Note by Paul Castaneda. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell you I was a rabble rouser. That's Sorry. right. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Okay. Uh, well, th- that concludes the uh, the meat of the show and the potatoes and the vegetables and probably some... Well, no. No. We have dessert. Personal picks. Um, 
I have uh, I have one. I found it out on a website called Scam School. Uh, they have a little store called Scam Stuff, and it's called the Rogues Ring, and it's uh, it's made of titanium, and inside it is a shim and a saw that you can pop out to escape things. Hmm. It's really it's cool. interesting. I've seen. I've actually seen the video for this. What did you think? Um, I thought it was novelty. I didn't think I wanted to pay that much for that much novelty. I like the uh, the the cuff, um, the cuff key shoelaces. I thought those were pretty cool. I think that's yeah. on this website. Yeah, as they've well. they've got all sorts of things. Uh, how to learn learn how to pick locks and uh, and escape handcuffs and uh, build your own locks and all sorts of uh, fun stuff, uh, magic tricks and everything like that. It was a uh, it's built by a, a magician named Brian Brushwood. So um, he's all over the internet and does lots of podcasts as well. And hair is epic. His hair is epic. Uh, that's one of his signature things. Yeah, and he's he's been on. Uh, on like many TV that, shows. That's well. a magic trick all on its own. Just his hair, yeah. He it's yeah. like a spiky crown. It's it's quite a, it's quite a significant here. Let me see here. I can show you there. That's his spiky hair. <laughs> it's quite spiky. So unfortunately, I can't really zoom in too much on that. But uh, hey, uh, there is a link in the show notes if you want your own rogues ring or if you want to peruse all of their wares. They got some interesting stuff out there. Uh, Daniel, you have lithographs.com. I have frequented lithographs before, and I'm very impressed with what they do. They take, um, well, here, it's, it's your pick. You well, you describe it. Lithographs takes um, a lot of your, your classics from literature, um, and through the words, they, they, they try and print the entire book, and they have it printed in such a way that it also is a picture of something in reference to the story. Um, so, as Andy's bringing up right now, um, The Princess Bride by William Goldman, one of my absolute favorites. Uh, and it's the entire text of the story, and on the front of the shirt, the text is split up in the ways to, to have you see Inigo Montoya. You'll kill my father, prepared to die. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, they have tons of of different stuff, not just you know your 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 classic novels. There's also plays. Uh, one of my personal favorites that they do is Hamlet, um, just because that 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 play holds a, a special place in my heart. But they do scarves, they do posters, T-shirts, all sorts of items. They make great gifts. It's holiday season. I figured you couldn't go wrong with this. I got my girlfriend a uh, a bag with the uh, the text from one of her her favorite uh, books on it uh, a, a tote bag um, for her birthday last year. So nice, yeah. It's a it's it was a fun uh, it it's novelty. I don't think she's actually used it, but you know, I won't be offended, honey. I know you're listening, so <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. It's the thought that counts, right? Anyway, All right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, lithographs, it's very cool and it's, uh, it's definitely one of those memorable gifts. So I highly recommend them. And, uh, David, you have this, uh, there's, there's just this little icon. I made a thing. You made a thing. <laughs> I made a thing. I made a thing. What, um, what is this thing 
Lumen so, Project? Lumen Project, that's uh, the name of it for current. Um, I couldn't, I haven't come up with any kind of better name at this time. Uh, so I have an icon. Um, the idea behind it is that there's a lot of people out there that are really afraid right now of, of the Trump presidency. They feel like their, life, their rights are going to be trampled. Um, they feel like their lives may very well be in danger. Um, for people who want to support those people, um, I'm working on this thing where, you know, message board or at least Facebook page, they can get together, they can share uh, a community of like-minded individuals, kind of like the ally thing. But a little more organized, I, I would say, than just putting the the equal sign uh, on your Facebook profile. Interesting place for you know people to to reach out for help when they need it and share stories that need to be shared, so that we can record and also fight for justice where it's needed. The Lumen Project. So I, I imagine that we will be hearing more about this as, uh, as yes. you continue to set this up. Excellent. Yes. Sounds good to me. You've got my support. Because we definitely need more allies. Um, people that yeah, will support each ever. other. People think, that will support I each think other. there's plenty of allies. I just don't think it's very well organized. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, probably. Okay. Any other picks that didn't make it in here? Anything, um, you want, anything you want to tout about yourself, others? Now is your self-promotion time as well. I, I mean, I don't have a pick, but <clears throat> there's something that I kind of wanted to share before we sign off. Um, okay. Something for the people listening rather than all, well, for us too, but um, it, it was something that I wrote in the wake of um, Trump's election. Okay. And uh, it, it took me a while to kind of solidify my feelings on it. And I was just listening to what everyone around me was saying and kind of taking that in of, of how it was making people feel. Um, and I was kind of interested in sharing that on here, maybe, um, to see if it could help somebody listening, maybe. Excellent. If that's okay? Yes, please. I never quite know how to start these things. Openers are supposed to grab you, supposed to be flashy enough that you can't look away and yet not so glaring that you want to. They're supposed to amplify the nature of the content to come while also accurately representing it, wetting your appetite while ensuring you understand what you've ordered. If that's true, then maybe this is a good hook after all, because the fact is I'm tired. Tired in a way that affects more than just muscle and bone. Tired in a way that does more than just make my eyelids heavy. The kind of tired that creeps and infects. An insidious tendril of exhaustion that doesn't stop until it's blackened your core. I am weary of existence. Life tired. Soul tired. I feel like something sick crawled inside of me and died. And I think maybe that's a metaphor for what has happened to America. I'm not a history revisionist. I'm not here to pretend America was founded on some great ideal, or at least not one that wasn't made possible by foisting its realization upon the backs of the disadvantaged, enslaved, and oppressed. What I can say is there was a time when so much of the world looked to us as an example of what was possible. We had done the unimaginable. We had potential. 
and now we're a cautionary tale. We are what happens when anti-intellectualism is allowed to thrive. We are what happens when one of the most prosperous nations takes for granted its access to information, to the veritable feast of facts set upon our table that holds the power to make us great. We have spurned one of our foundational freedoms by forgetting that our most precious wealth comes in the form of not what we possess, but what we lack. And what we lack are gatekeepers to knowledge, to the truth. We were once proud of this. Now we take pride in our ignorance. We revel in the idea that political machinations and our understanding of those machinations are beneath us. That somehow the personal, that which affects our daily lives, our families and ourselves, is more important than the political. Now we are a stark reminder that the personal is political. America has elected a representative that speaks for all its ills. Racism, xenophobia, homophobia, sexism, and lies now have the power to be legislated. They won't be limited to the White House or the Pentagon or the Supreme Court. They'll be in our homes. Everything we should be ashamed of, we have put on parade, thrown by a terrifying portion of our population. I wish I could say it was the minority, but I think November 8th and the many, many months leading up to it have proven otherwise. We can no longer pretend that hate cannot win. Hate has won. And our sin in all this, our embarrassment and our guilt, our own failing, lies not in our love, but in our indifference. During his 2016 Tony's Award speech and in the wake of the horrific Pulse shooting, yet another event that highlighted everything ugly about America, Lin-Manuel Miranda spoke to Orlando and the nation. He memorably said, love is love is love is love is love is love cannot be killed or swept aside, but there's so much more to it than that. Love is a verb. It requires doing. It may be patient and it may be kind, but it is not complacent. And it is, in fact, a struggle, maybe one of life's greatest. I think somewhere along the line, we forgot that. I think we forgot that love doesn't mean sitting on your heels and letting things happen. I think we forgot that love requires an extraordinary amount of bravery, persistence, and desire to fight. And I think now is the time to remember. We are scared, but we will not go into hiding. We are damaged, but we are not broken. We are vulnerable, but we are not weak. When we stand together, when we hold hands and plant our feet, we are unconquerable. What is required of us now is to remember who we are and what we are all capable of. All we have to do is remember that maybe this week we've been defeated, but we are not dead. And that means we still have power. That means we can fix our mistakes instead of resigning ourselves to live with them. We are tired, all of us, and we may be poor, but we are the huddled masses this country needs. And when I becomes we, therein lies our power. Let's take a moment to hold each other. Let's take a moment to lie in the dust and grieve. But then let's reach out to one another and get the fuck up. We have work to do, and not just over the next four years, but the kind of work that is never done. Let us master our anger and turn it into passion. Let us allow it to fill our veins and fan the spark that will become the flame of the revolution we need to light this unfathomable dark. Let the light of our hope and our love become a new dawn. Because the sun also rises. Nobody can stop that. And when we make ourselves a force of nature, nobody can stop us either. Nice. All right. Here, here. Yeah. Thank you.
Thanks for that. You're welcome. It's hard to follow. Yeah, a little maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little hard to follow. Oh, Amber, you go last next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, don't be, no. be so sorry. Don't be sorry. Come on. No, no, that's amazing. Thank you very much for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, but you are a tough act to follow. That's all. That's all there is to it. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason, give it your shot. What do you got? Got anything to share? Uh, well, I have. Uh, hold on. Let me pull up some work now. <laughs> I, I, got, I got cheesy poofs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I have a really crappy uh, podcast I do with a friend of mine. We have like three listeners. It's a break from the grind. And nobody okay. nobody listens, and that's fine. We have a Toys for Tots drive, so if anybody out there uh, wants to give to Toys for Tots, we have a drive going. We're going we're gonna to go buy the toys ourselves, uh, donate it to the local Orlando office, keep the toys local. So Cool. Very good. Awesome. Don't- don't don't listen to the crappy podcast, but do donate to Toys for Tots, please. Oh no 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 no, sir! I'm going to send people. Mm-hmm. I need I need uh, links. You better give them to me, and they will be in the show notes for absolutely for this show. So go out to my website and then follow the links to to go listen to Jason's podcast. That would be fantastic. And uh, you know, if you want, I'll I'll be on there too. I don't know what you talk about, but I'll talk about anything. So it's we'll do. it's pr- it's pretty much dick and fart jokes. I I can do at least at least one of those. <laughs> at least, my, I'm, my my theatrical background is in dick and fart jokes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That that was my major in college. BFA, absolutely. So, <laughs> wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be? Uh, did you say DFA? No, no. Uh, bachelors of <laughs> oh. Fine Arts in Flatulence oh. and okay. Phallic Humor. Yes, absolutely. Oh, it was dick and fart. Arts. Never Dick mind. and fart arts? No. Yep. Uh, no. Wow. Belch, nice. Belch and fart arts. Something yeah. like that. Yes. It's very refined. It's an artisanal thing. So, Paul, what do you got? What do you have to share with us? Well, I was inspired by Amber, so uh, I'm going to go with there was a young man from Nantucket. <laughs> <laughs> was, was there anything peculiar about this man? <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything strange? Mm. I'm just gonna leave it right there. Alrighty, <laughs> that's that's probably the best way ever to end the show, honestly. So thank you all for being here, and I will at least come on. Where's my Where's my cursor? I have three screens. It's all weird. Okay, ready? And three, two, one. There we go. Little end credit music to lull us to sleep, basically at this point. So that's it for tonight. We'll be back live next Friday about 9:30 p.m. Eastern. In the meantime, the conversation continue on the web. Head over to OReallyRadio.com. That's O R L Y R A D I O dot com for all the links at the top of the page. So you can like us on Facebook and well, watch us on Facebook too. Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Google Plus, and subscribe to the YouTube and the Twitch channel so you know when we're live and we've got something else for you to watch. Of course, you can watch us on the live stream and join us in the chat as Mama Van, our super fan, has. Thank you very much. All for directly from our webpage at OReallyRadio.com. If you stayed with us all the way through the credits, oh my God, thank you. And uh, how about you give us another hand? 
if you have a few dollars to spare and you can contribute to the Patreon page, you get early access to the show releases when I remember, and you'll even get special perks uh, now and again. Uh, just follow the Patreon link on the webpage, and I'll take you over to patreon.com slash radio. You can also make one-time donations via the uh, cleverly named Donate button. And if you uh, can't fit us into your rainy day funds, do us a solid and share the show and leave us a positive review, please. Uh, we're always looking for new ideas for the show, so how about you share what's on your mind with us? Shoot us a note at oreallyradiopodcast at gmail.com, or if you're the more talkative sort, and of course you are. How about you give us a call at 470-222-6759. That's always ready to take your call or your text. Can't thank you enough for spending some time with us tonight. Until next time, this has been Overly Radio, part of the Cowan Services Network. Music for the show is created by Kevin McLeod of Incomptech. I have been your host, Andy Cowan. I've got Daniel Atherton, David O'Connor, Jason Watson, Paul Castaneda, and the lovely and very talented, poetic Amber Bissucker. Thank you very much for being here tonight, and uh, we wish you all adieu.